This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in, we're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Tonight is a 
double feature program, just like last night. Six hours of Omega Man Radio. We give the Lord Jesus Christ the praise tonight. Uh, It's about him. He's the one that sets men and women free. Just like in our last program, brother was delivered of foul spirits. That was Jesus Christ that did the work, Father, that did the healing. And we give him the praise, the honor, and the glory. And um, right after this uh, music, we're going to have a special show tonight called The Fruits of Deliverance. We're going to be sharing the story of an amazing deliverance that uh, has occurred in a whole entire family. We're going to have Minister Joseph White on tonight. Uh, His friends know him as Zoe Mortal. We're going to have Brother Mike. Dr. Pat will be joining us again. Uh, Everybody who is involved in this is going to be uh, on the program uh, chiming in. Uh, And you're going to see what is the fruits of the work that uh, we've all been called to do, the deliverance ministry evangelism, miracle healing, seeing people filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the the Great Commission. This is the, the full gospel that uh, many are not seeing anymore. And people are looking for the true power of God to fall, and they're getting a counterfeit in many cases. And it's because uh, men and women of God need to step up to the plate and do what Christ has called them to do. So we're going to take a short break. Allow Mega Man to get uh, some fresh coffee, and I'll be right back. All right, Ed, we're back. And, uh, you know, God knew all about it. I had to take a quick break, got up, and he allowed me to spot a demonic spider that was making a beeline for my leg. Now, for those of you who have been bit by spiders, some of these are pretty nasty. Maybe you've been bit by a one of these uh, spiders that has venom. What's the name of that spider? I can't remember. You know, I don't even want to remember. I was bit one time as I was getting ready to go to a deliverance conference. But praise God, he has uh, showed me time after time here in recent months spiders that were coming over to take a chunk out of my leg. I stepped on it in the name of Jesus. I just treaded on some serpents and scorpions and some demonic spiders in Jesus' name. (laughs) It's called a brown recluse. Those are nasty. Well, praise God. God, I ask that you would roast every foul spider in this office in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, we're back for the second program. We're going to bring on Minister Joseph White, Mike, and some other special guests. Then we're going to open up the lines. And if you didn't get a chance to call in the last program, the call number for tonight is 917-889-2745 or toll-free 877-806-2482. And we'll pray for you. You get set free tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, stand by. Let me get our lines queued up here. Is this Zoe Mortal? Yes, it is. Can you hear me? There's the man. How you doing, Joe? All right. How's, how's it sound? Because I'm outside over here. I'm over here by the hospital. We're doing some Christmas decorating, and I figured I would uh, come over here and uh, get out of the wind for a moment to talk with you guys. Well, God bless you. And uh, I think we've got Mike on the line. Let's get him on. Mike, uh, is that you? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you all doing tonight, my friends? Really good. Doing Praise awesome. God. God is God is doing tremendous things. Tremendous. Can't even describe. I mean, we're going to try to put into words what God is doing. <laughs> Mike uh, has some some testimony on his heart and some things that have been going on, and we've been talking and seeing the Lord move very powerfully. Uh, and Omega Man Ministries, you are a part of it, brother. You 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 and Pat Holiday, 
I blessed, uh, you know, Michael and, and your prayers and, and I know we're all working together as a team and Mike's going to be sharing some great things that have been transpiring over the last several weeks, which I call the fruit of deliverance. Amen. 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 And, uh, you know, we just had a question in the chat room. Why do we call this program a show? And I'll tell you why, because this program shows the devil that he is powerless in Jesus' name. And it shows wow. the people Amen. that they can be delivered from demonic spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. So this is a uh, a show and tell. And if the demons show up, <laughs> they're going in the cage in Jesus' name. Praise I never God. thought about that. I never thought about calling it a show. Hey, people understand it's just a word. We're not saying anything about a you know, that we're putting on anything. This is the real deal here. And yeah, right. the show that, uh, who cares about the, the way you, what you call it? We know what it is. Amen. <laughs> Praise Amen. God. Well, uh, uh, Joseph, Zoe, I'm going to call you Zoe because that's the way I know you. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I got three different names. I'm, I'm just called by all three. Amen. Don't feel bad. Uh, some people say, well, who are you? Well, you know, I go by Bruce, Shannon, Omega, whatever, whatever you want to call me. Oh, just don't goodness. call me Raul. Um, <laughs> So you've got a, a story that goes back 20 years. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Want, you want to roll the now, clock back? Yeah, How far I could you want do to go that. back um, uh, to the uh, fateful day say, in the basement? I could just say, oh, yeah, you want to go that far back? Yeah. Well, first of all, if anyone's been paying attention in the last three or four weeks, there's been some shows. I call them shows because we're showing the devil. And right. uh, some demons have gotten beat up, you know, and uh, and Mike... Uh, Mike, is it Mike Barry or say Mike? Uh, Mike Barry, Barry, right? Mike Barry, right. Okay. Who was uh, connected to and still is uh, John Lasusky, which is Mike's father. Okay. But they lost touch for a long time, and it's a whole big story. But way back, 20-something years ago, I bumped into uh, Mike's father, okay, because his... Are you there? Yes, yeah. go for it. Hello? Okay, man. So his so his uh, his sister called me and said they were having um, spiritual uh, you know ma- manifestations in the house and she was very nervous and I had dated her before I was saved and then I had gotten born again and I said listen you know I know we have power over the devil I you know I was very young and yet I still knew that we had power over the devil and uh, I said I'm going to come over there and pray so I got into her house and it was. I mean, claws in the wall, things fall, falling off the shelves. I mean, there was washing machines were vibrating down there, and there was just really a lot of things happening. There was a, uh, I didn't know this, but when we were praying for her to be saved, when I came over uh, to deal with these things, um, I think John had set up sort of a satanic altar in the basement, candles and pictures and pentagrams. And, you know, he was serious. He was a... Uh, grave digging, you know, and I didn't know how deep it was until after. But, you know, we went in there, we began to pray, and uh, I went down the stairs, and the lights were out, and, you know, we couldn't get them on, and it was just really nervous. But it was my first, like, sort of poltergeist deliverance thing. Wrapped up all the pentagrams, the bottles, every kind of thing I could grab, threw it in the plastic bag, threw it over my shoulder, and just started speaking in tongues and commanding this stuff out, and took it all down. Well... I think it was within a couple of days or so, John had uh, had gotten into some trouble, his dad. And um, he had, was in some car chase with the cops. And, you know, he was just flipped over his van and uh, his uh, Camaro, I'm sorry. 
And long story short, if I'm telling it right, he ended up in jail. Okay, well, finally, he got out of jail, and he ended up coming to work for me. And uh, three or four days into that, um, I was ministering to him, and we were going back and forth. And I said, you know, I had enough of this rock music on the job. Let's pray. Let's get you, let's, let's bring Christ into your heart. And I remember his dad accepting Christ. All right? And long story short, he was dating Mike's mother. Okay? And I got to, got to know the mother as well. And uh, he received Christ, and the mother received Christ, which is Giovanna. She also got prayed for, I believe, on uh, Pat Holiday at a Mega Man show. And speaking of uh, Dr. Pat, I think she just joined the party line. Dr. Pat, you with us? Awesome. I'm right here. Enjoy. Okay. Hey, Dr. Pat. Praise How the are Lord. you doing? Awesome. Right. Awesome. Finally, we're Praise on the God. same show together. Hallelujah. I, I Amen. Was Amen. In. Amen. I was just telling everyone the awesome unfolding that was happening here with this family. So long story short, um, you know, Giovanna had a, was pregnant out of wedlock and, um, Mike was in the womb. And I remember the parents said, we're very, very, uh, opposed to having this baby born. She came over to my house and I told her that, you know, God wanted it, wanted her to keep this baby, that it was scriptural, that, you know, that the killing is murder. And, you know, I showed her the scriptures and she got convicted. She received Christ and, uh, she stood her ground. And I remember them trying to come and take her. And there was literally a fight that broke out and she ran away and they chased her in the street. And it was just crazy that this, this Michael in the womb was being, you know, trying to be taken by the devil. And she had had an abortion earlier. This was the second time. And I wasn't going to let that happen. But long story short, my friend pulled around the corner and, and Giovanna jumped in the car and she got away and the family came running back down the street and literally... Uh, I remember the mother taking her shoe off and beating me with the shoe about 12, 13, 14 times, screaming on the, uh, that I was the demon, I was the devil. She had a rage in her eyes. Then the father came in, rage, and he was, it was just, I took the beating, you know. I knew, I knew in my heart I did the right thing, and I knew the enemy was attacking. But long story short, Michael was born. So we, 20 uh, years have gone by, what? Just so we can document this, uh, this was taking place about how many years ago? How old are you now, Mike? Um, 22. Okay, so if we roll back the clock, this is somewhere around 88, um, 22 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you're you're literally fighting for the life of an unborn child, uh, Mike, who's on the line with yes. us tonight. Yes. Wow. Yes. And um, so what happens is, you know, we lose touch. Everybody loses touch. I go through my own thing. I moved. I lost touch with them. I lost my phone. So I lost touch with the whole family. And, I, and years go by, and I'm, I'm getting a pounding in my chest that I have to find this family. I have to find this family. They felt the same way, okay? And we were trying to find each other. Finally, just a few months ago, we got back into touch with each other after all those years of losing touch. And all that had happened. And God, just his perfect timing, we, we brought us together. And I got stronger in deliverance, stronger in knowing the powers of darkness and how to break them and Omega Man, we met, and then Pat, I got to hear her ministry and all the powerful things she was teaching, and God had his perfect timing. And uh, and then, you know, as you all know, Mike had come on the show. The father had first come on the show. He got a major deliverance. Demons came off him. He was recommitted his life. He was He's free. He's, he was excited. He was on fire. I mean, 
I can't tell you. I hope, he, I hope he's out there to call in tonight because he has a lot to say about what God is doing in his life. But then we have Michael who came on. I believe it was with Joseph Jasinski. And Michael got radically delivered, radically free, and then saved, you know, at, at 22 years later. Okay? God, Mike, you, uh, you got set free right there in your car, did you not? Uh, yes, sir. You called in on uh, a cell phone. It was a pretty violent deliverance, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, yes, it was uh, a lot worse than I expected, and uh, we couldn't see what was going that. on. I just but to uh, say that, um, give I us broke a little bit of on the steering wheel that night. Okay, yeah, give us a little description of what happened over there, because you know when we do these deliverance, uh, you know we're doing it over the phone. We can't see what's going on, but you know God knows what's going on. He sees it all. But uh, you uh, were sitting in your car, and what happened next? Basically, um, you know, as soon as you guys started going into prayer. Uh, within, a, I think it was within a minute or two, uh, you know, a, a physical manifestation came. And uh, the only way I could describe it was um, it was like I was watching myself. Like I was I was aware of everything that was going on, but I wasn't really in control. I was in and out of me and uh, me b being, you know, able to control myself. And then demons would manifest. And, um, you know, I was aware of everything. And uh, I believe... I was, uh, you know, the demons were using me, uh, cursing you guys when you went into prayer in tongues. Uh, you know, I was squirming all over the car. I was tossing and turning violently. Uh, my head got thrown into the window of the car. I mean, uh, my head was being thrown into the steering wheel, banged off the horn. Uh, if you guys go to the archive, you can actually hear my head hitting the horn. <laughs> and um, at one point, the bridge of my nose hit right on the steering wheel and uh my nose was actually broken i didn't realize it at the time but when i went home my mother you know heard the whole thing and she saw i had two black eyes and a broken nose <laughs> and um <laughs> and you know i was personally i was a little bit upset about it and you know i asked god it's, you know I was, I was a little bit hurt i was like you know why did you let me get beat up like this well i got my answer shortly later because uh in two hours my nose was completely healed and my black eyes faded away and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was. And you were out surfing the next day, weren't you? <laughs> so we gave the devil a black eye, is what you're saying, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, from that day forth, I mean, I got born again two days before that, but uh, that was really the night that I got completely set free. And um, man, did I make a radical change? I, <laughs> I turned, I turned to God, and I ran. You know, I'm still running full speed ahead. And uh, haven't stopped since. Zoe? Yeah. So first, so, um, uh, Mike's yeah, father, John, um, recommits his life to the Lord, gets uh, set free of foul spirits in Jesus' name. Then uh, Mike, whom you went to uh, battle for over 22 years ago, uh, as there were, there were uh, demonic spirits trying to see him aborted, you stepped yeah. in in the, uh, in the gap for him, fought for his life, He's here today sharing his testimony, and uh, it didn't stop there, did it? Who uh, who else next in the family got touched by the Lord? Uh, my mother actually called in, I think, a day or two after me and got delivered. That was, uh, once again, with uh, Dr. Pat, I think uh, you and I were together that night. And what what was your mother's name? Giovanna. Okay, Giovanna, I remember. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she has been, uh, you know, she has been, I mean, she has always been, you know, a Christian woman. She never really realized, uh, you know, the bondage that she was under. And after that night, 
it's just been, I mean, day after day improvements, uh, discernment. Um, you know, we've been setting an example. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you how many things, you know, God has been doing. He's been using both of us to reach out to people. Um, it's been really amazing stuff. Now, Zoe, um, what led you that fateful night to um, uh, the basement over there at John's house? Um, well, well, I mean, that was a phone call to uh, his John Lasusky's sister, Laura, who I knew I had dated her briefly before I was a Christian. And she knew I, had a, I was a believer, and she didn't know who to turn to. And she, she had some... Um, you know, paranormal activity happening because of the sacrifices being made by John in the house, and the demons were manifesting physically. They were throwing dishes out of the shelves, and there were scratches in the wall. And when I went down there, and, and you know, I went down to, to, to basically cast them out. I didn't know what I was going to walk into. All the lights in the house blew out. The whole so you went down, in, uh, down a long set of stairs into a basement, yeah. and as you're going down yeah. there, you probably just... The hair on the side of your arms are sticking up. Yes, my actually, my whole body—I my, was tingled from head to toe. I felt like a spiritual wind, a cold wind, hit me in the face. And it, and basically, the first thing that hit me was fear. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And it certainly—I started speaking in as soon as I felt that dark presence. I started speaking in tongues and waving my hands around. And the lights and went off. So you're in, you're in a demonic basement within the pitch dark. Going towards yeah. the demonic Well, actually, yes, I did. I started my way down and had a little brave, and I said, please get me a flashlight. So they now, got now, me a Joe, flashlight. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Um, when, I, I heard that when you when you opened this door, you actually got pushed back when you opened the door to the basement. Yeah. It was like a, like a wind, like a demonic like wind pushed me, tried to stop me from going down there. Wow. And that's when I grabbed the flashlight. And I went down there, and I started waving my hands around in the spirit. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was my first time I ever came across anything like that. And I just was wow. waving. I mean, I was kicking and just fighting them out. I started ripping the stuff off the wall. I said, get me a garbage bag. I was screaming. She threw a garbage bag down. And then I started packing all of that paraphernalia in there in a huge garbage bag, ripping it off the walls. And then I, I started working my way back up the stairs. That's when John's dad, he was in the room I, obviously, he was demonized too, and he was the source. Really, I heard he had a, a python in the, in that room and many occult books, and he used to lock himself in and never come out. Well, he came wow. out at the top of the stairs when I was coming up the stairs, and when I shined the flashlight at him, all I could see was like he was like a ghost, white as a ghost, as thin as you could. It was just thin and white, and he looked like he lived in that room and never came out. He was scary. I could see the demons in his eyes when I was coming up. So Laura was between me and him, pushing him back so I could get all that stuff out and throw it in the garbage. I Basically, she pushed him back because he was reaching over her arms, trying to attack me, and we're pushing him back. And we, I got out, and then, you know, and that was the end of that. But then John came to the Lord through all that. The Lord, somehow, he flipped his car, he ended up in jail, and God had it all planned. So that Mike would come to work for me because he was at the bottom of the barrel, no money, no nothing. And John was like, I need a job. And I was like, all right, man, come on the job. And, you know, and then I prayed for him every day, prayed for him, not really won him to Christ, but just prayed for him because I knew he needed Christ. And one day I had enough of the rock music and all the stuff he was bringing on the job site. He knows. And then one day I said, man, we got to, we got to pray. And then I led him to Christ and, uh, 
then he was touched. But like I said, he went through a big battle. I didn't know how to get those demons out that were inside. I didn't know how to break bloodlines, cursing, and all the things that Pat and Omega Man were doing. I did not know at the time. So they still had all that, you know. Laura and John and the family still had that curse over them. Years go by, and, and John calls me finally to get in touch. He's like, Joe, I feel like I got a black cloud hanging over me. Nothing ever goes right. Everything crumbles to the ground. I feel alone. I feel like I can't talk to God. And he started weeping over this. And I'm like, bro, we got to get together with some prayer warriors. We got to get you free of this. And uh, so, so John was the first one to come and get deliverance. And he could tell you himself, he is a changed man. He's a changed man. I mean, he is so on fire, so happy. We talked the other day. He couldn't hold tears back. He was breaking down in tears every five minutes, thanking God so much for his son being restored, Michael, and the family coming together and God moving. I mean, it was an absolute miracle what I'm seeing happening with his family. Well, you see, folks, that's what happens when you're obedient to the Lord. If God is calling you to do something, uh, how do you, you have no idea uh, what may be the outcome. If Zoe had not went over there that day, uh, we may not be talking to Mike today or his father. Um, you know, God has, God has mercy on us all, and he'll use his people out there to intervene. And uh, Zoe, God bless you, man, for going in there and um, being pivotal and seeing this family come back to Christ and get some deliverance. Now, um, I understand that, uh, Mike, uh, you and Zoe are already uh, going to work. Uh, yes, yes, we are. And, uh, you know, before I get into that, I just want to thank God for, uh, you know, using Joey in, in my whole family's life and, and you guys and, you know, just, the, I mean, the awesome unfolding that's been going down. Um, you know, Joe's been uh, been telling me and my mother's been telling me my whole life that, you know, I've had a calling from the womb that several people, you know, prophesized that I would be, uh, you know, doing the Lord's work. And, uh, you know, most of my life, I, I never really gave it too much thought. I mean, you know, every mother says their son's special, they're going to do something special. So, you know, not until recently that, you know, all this happened that I really start to believe that. And, um, you know, Joe's been there, you know, talking to me several times a day, you know, helping me deal with the attacks and, you know, just guiding me through everything. And uh, I want to thank him for that. And uh, he's been schooling me on... Um, on deliverance, and um, you know, I feel definitely called to that uh, department. And um, you know, my aunt also—I don't know if we mentioned that—my aunt was also delivered. I think a week after my mother. So this month alone, uh, five members of my family, including myself, were uh, delivered. And I'm not just talking—you know—you know, ra- you know oh, I'm Christian now. I mean, I'm talking radical deliverance. Everybody did a complete 180. And um, praise God. The last person to come was actually my cousin. Uh, his name's Eric. And uh, we had a fallout uh, a few months ago uh, where, you know, we um, we got into a fight. Uh, you know, some uh, my ex-girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend were attacking me. And, uh, you know, I couldn't really do anything back. And, uh, you know, he, instead of trying to break it up, he kind of joined in and, you know, started choking me one night. And, you know, we got into a physical fight and... You know, we parted ways after that, and uh, ever since I got saved, uh, my prayer every single night has been the restoration of my family, 
And uh, sure enough, God is working at a, an astonishing pace here. Um, I was one day, you know, just uh, helping out uh, my boss's mother and uh, helping her clean her house and stuff. And I get a phone call <laughs> from Eric, and uh, sure enough, he's apologizing to me, telling me that, you know, he's grown up and, you know, he's been thinking about things and, you know, he realized he made a lot of mistakes. And he asked me what I was up to. You know, if I was still smoking and doing drugs and whatnot, you know, he wanted to hang out and smoke or whatever. And I told him, no, I told him, you know, a little bit of what happened. You know, I didn't go into grave detail about the deliverance, but I pretty much told him how God, you know, changed my life, how I completely did a 180, how great I'm feeling, how my family is coming back together, how all this stuff is happening. And I even told him the fact that you're calling me is, is a testimony itself of, of my prayers being answered because, I mean, we didn't speak for like six, seven months at all, you know. And um, so we left it at that, and I was expecting to get mocked a little bit by him because he was like a complete atheist. But uh, he was actually surprised. He said that was, you know, an honorable thing. He was, you know, happy for me. And, you know, we left it at that. And um, about two, three days later, he calls me up and uh, tells me, you know, I'm having all these problems. I'm really depressed. Uh he had all these feelings, I mean, you name it, he was dealing with it. And he goes, do you think you, got, you think you can help me? Do you think your church maybe could help me? And I said, man, I'm like, we can help you. <laughs> we can help you tonight. You know, we can get you some deliverance. I know exactly who to call. Um, you know, there wasn't a show that night for you guys. And, um, you know, I knew I could call uh, Zoe up right away. And, you know, he would get somebody on the phone. And, you know, we could meet up and we would pray deliverance. And, um Zoe actually decided. Oh, sorry, guys. Keep on going. Okay. Zoe actually uh, decided that. Um, uh, I guess the Lord told him that it was. It was you know that I should lead this deliverance, and uh, I was a little bit taken back by it. But you know, I trust Zoe with all my heart, and I, I you know I see the way the Lord's using him, so there was no question in my mind. Um, that I was to do this, so uh, he led me through this, and it was, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail and invade my cousin's privacy, but it ended up being a very, very extreme deliverance uh, over two nights, and uh, I mean, we're talking four hours altogether, both, you know, of battling some serious level demons, and, uh, you know, I used everything that you guys, that actually, a lot of the stuff that you guys used on me, I knew the way it felt because uh, I could actually feel what the demons were going through when you guys did it to me. You know, we pouring the blood down the throat and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, it kind of just came. And, uh, you know, we made a lot of headway both nights. And um, the, the demons don't like the blood of Jesus, do they? No, not at all. And uh, I have later on some great story about uh, how, uh, you know, the devil tried to make me believe that that was not a... a um, biblical scripturally correct thing to do as far as pleading the blood but that's another story and um you know i you know just kept using the blood the blood and and, and calling this thing into judgment of the holy spirit and you know um when i when i wasn't getting results i would ask joe uh, this isn't working this thing's laughing at me you know what's going on and he would you know come out with a warfare tongue and you know we also had a uh, rich keltner from uh Watchman radio join in on the second deliverance and uh, he was commanding angels with tongues to drop hot coals on them. I mean, uh, it was really an amazing thing. I was, you know, we loosed angels from heaven to restrain them. 
Um, it was really, it was just uh, awesome the way it unfolded. And, you know, I discovered, you know, my authority in Christ. And, um, you know, it was just really great. And when once once Eric was set free, I mean, he was instantaneously a believer. Uh, he was telling me, you know, the, the colors are brighter. Uh, the soda he had tasted better. I mean, this kid was ecstatic, you know. He, he was really spiritually alive. And um, he's uh, he's doing really good. It's, it's been a couple of days. And, you know, he's uh, making excellent progress. And um, you guys, I think you're actually welcome to give him a call. Um, well, praise God. We, we'll try to get him on the line. Uh, Dr. Pat? Yes. You know, uh, we had that question asked in the previous show, and uh, for for the, those new listeners out there right now, uh, why is the blood of Jesus so important, and why do the demons hate it so much? Well, they hate it because, you see, the devil thought that he was going to get the victory whenever he killed uh, Jesus. If the devil had known that Jesus' death was going to be the the answer for the salvation of mankind, he never would have killed him. He thought that he won. So when Jesus shed the blood, uh, God opened up the new covenant, uh, which uh, the blood of Jesus, accepting his blood sacrifice, brings a person into the kingdom of God. And uh, the devil uh, hates the blood for that reason. But in the Old Testament, uh, God told the believer in Exodus twelve thirteen uh, to place the blood on the doorpost. And so in the New Testament, we uh, take the blood of Jesus, the bloodline of Jesus, and we put it on, on our professions, our families, our properties. Um, we sprinkle the blood of Jesus like they did in Exodus 24, 8, 29, 20, and 21, and Leviticus 1, 5, 4, and 6. And we place the blood of Jesus on ourselves and our families. And then we ask the Father to put the wall of fire around uh, our homes and our families for divine protection, according to Zechariah 2, 5. And we find that the devil absolutely despises the blood of Jesus. And uh, it was, uh, like I mentioned on the previous show, uh, we had a woman to come in. uh, I believe it may have been a witch playing mockery games, uh, pretending that she wanted to get delivered. And uh, so uh, weird music kept springing up in the background and she kept saying, that's not me, but we I thought it was her. Anyway, I asked her if I could lead her to the Lord, and she said yes. And she said the sinner's prayer. A lot of Christians don't realize it, but witches and wizards will come into Christian churches, and they will go up to the altar, and they will say the sinner's prayer. And many uh, people that don't have the power of discerning uh, spirits just assume that that person's born again because they said those words. But uh, making a long story short, uh, the music kept kept springing up, and we were having a difficulty with her, and I just started uh, 
pleading the blood of Jesus over and over, and all of a sudden she flipped off the air. The blood of Jesus is a weapon. What is that? What is that noise yeah, I hear? We're uh, we got some wind coming probably into one of the microphones. Um, oh, okay. that's probably me. I'm I'm outside in the hospital parking lot working. Oh, I'm listening, so I'll try. I'll try to cover right. that up. I apologize. That's all right. That's all right. Well, anyway, uh, we use the blood of Jesus as a defense uh, because we can claim as believers that we have received the shed blood for our sins, for our power, for our victories, and the devil can't do anything about it. And he and his minions, the demons, cannot cross through the blood of Jesus, and they hate the blood. So a lot of times we'll just take the blood when we get to a a devil that's trying to be stubborn and won't come out, We'll just start saying the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And what happens is those devils then uh, get tormented from the memories of who Jesus was when they knew him in heaven. And then they get tormented because they are defeated by the blood and they hate the blood. Amen. Uh, They don't like the blood at all because that... uh that's the that's Jesus Christ and his shed blood that um whipped Satan's butt and uh that now we can appropriate and we've got authority over all the works of the devil tread on his serpents and scorpions and cast out his foul spirits in Jesus name. Yeah. And uh of course there was a great book by H. A. Max White called The Power of the Blood that I started to read and um I I started doing it one day. I said, you know, I just I covered myself with the blood of Jesus, apply it to my family, my car um, you know, to my property, and uh, there was a lady listening to one of the programs. Um, she she heard the programs that we were doing, talking about the blood of Jesus. She applied it to herself, said, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus, I cover my car. She steps out of her house, gets in the car, and uh, Satan had planned an automobile accident for her that day. Well, she had covered herself with the blood of Jesus, and that car miraculously went around her, should have hit her. It did, I mean, it was a miraculous event. Uh, much like the time, Dr. Pat, where you were driving down the road and God picked up your car, didn't he? <laughs> two times. It happened to me two times. You see, I'm targeted all the time. Uh, I'm not new to this. Some of you know that I've been in this 35 years, and I've attacked very powerful covens, uh, world powers, world political powers, and uh, the fourth wave, uh, Todd Bentley whom I believe is a very powerful wizard. Uh, And to be honest with you, you know, uh, since we've been on the air, uh, wizards and witches have tried to attack uh, Brother uh, Shannon and myself. But the truth of the message is that when you learn defense and you learn that they absolutely have no power and that they have to obey the name of Jesus. When you know that, and they know that you know that, usually they will leave you alone much of the time because of the fact that they don't want to um, go into cages. They don't want uh, the person that's working the spells and the curses 
and the hexes, they don't want those things to drop back on them. Uh, I ministered to a man once that was second in command of uh, of uh, Casadega, which is a famous uh, witchcraft city in Florida, well known. And he told me that whenever a wise witch or a wise wizard uh, wants to work a power, before they work the curse, hex, or spell, they go and they scan the person to see if that who that person is by the spirit. And if that person knows how to defend themselves, they usually will not work the spell or the power on that person because that person will rise up and defend themselves. And if the Christian person is successful in uh, the defense, that spirit must return according to the witchcraft rules now. This is not our rules. They say that that uh, spirit must accomplish its assignment. So it comes back to where it uh, was sent out from, and it says um, it will attack that witch or wizard ten times and do to them what they were sent out to do to that person. So usually when it comes to someone like me, they don't they don't attack a person like me very easily. Uh, the attacks that would come to me are coming from dumb witches that have experienced a little bit of witchcraft power and they don't know that um that that person can defend themselves and they get they get it back. Uh one of the witches in Jacksonville that was uh, used to go in and infiltrate churches through her music. She had a beautiful, beautiful, marvelous Barbara Streisand type of a voice and knew about 250 praise songs. And she came into my church, and uh, I discerned her, and uh, she uh, was working with our music uh, minister and had deceived the music minister. And I told the girls, I said, look, get away from that woman. She's a witch. And uh, they didn't believe me anyway. Making a long story short, they followed her. And she almost ended up killing them. Well, when they came back, they told me uh, that she told them, the witch told them, said, do you know that sometimes some people, if you send things on them, that they'll come back on you. And, of course, she was talking about me because she had told them that she was going to shut my church down and she was going to destroy my life. Well, you see, that never happened. And, of course, uh, God pulled them out of the darkness and they're still alive today and doing well. And she still comes by the church and tries to work power. She lives right down the street from the church. But she doesn't uh, directly come on head for, forth uh, against me because she knows that those things are going to drift back on her. Well, you uh, know, spiritual uh, warfare is real. It sure is. And um, oh, yeah. speaking of the blood of Jesus, I had heard Rich Keltner, Watchman Radio, 
share a testimony of Brother Carl Henderson. Uh, came back from the Philippines, was uh, on a brief respite, was asked to uh, preach in Texas, goes in, and uh, the church knew nothing about deliverance. In fact, uh, a lady that they knew manifest with a demon. Uh, the demon looked at him and says, uh, who are you? How did you know all this? And he said, you know, my name's uh, Pastor Carl Henderson, and I'm a man of God, and I'm here to cast you out in Jesus' name. And he, Rich said that uh, Carl Henderson poured the, he said, I'll pour the blood of Jesus down your throat, you foul spirit. And he said it worked. And, uh, you know, just as you said, Mike, uh, you you heard us do it. Yeah, you know, I heard I, it. Uh, uh, I, I actually physically felt the effects of it because the demon allowed me to feel it. And uh, it was a, it was a choking feeling. And, and I, uh, you know, I have some testimony on, on both of those, on the power of the blood. I mean, my first, you know, deliverance that I, you know, uh, you know, Zoe backed me through, and so did Rich Keltner. Um, that was my number one weapon because I remember, you know, what what the demons felt. They were actually mocking me during this deliverance, and um, you know, the mocking spirit, the laughing spirit, uh, the Kundalini type spirit was, you know, trying to discourage me, and um, I I got very aggravated, and I said, you know, what's funny? And Joe went into a, a warfare tongue. I put the phone, you know, to his ear. To the you know my cousin's here, and I poured the blood of Christ down this thing's throat, and I was like, "That's really funny." And the thing went crazy. I mean, out of control, crazy. And um, <laughs> it really it does work. And I want to testify also about um, you know, defending against witchcraft. I I didn't uh, tell you guys about this, but um, my grandmother is a very Roman Catholic, and she sees a prayer lady, which um, we uncovered that she is a. Uh, uh, sorceress, and she's a necromancer. She does uh, white witchcraft, and um, she was praying over my sister, who has uh, leukemia. And once, once uh, this deliverance took place, and uh, you know, I started, you know, seeing, uh, you know, a shadow of a man around my house, and you know, immediately after everything, I started getting into warfare mode, and you know, binding up and praying against, and just cleansing the home of all the the rosary beads and prayer cards and handkerchiefs that she flooded my house with. And um, I was the one leading this warfare in my house. And um, I, I believe that she knew and she was directly um, attacking me. And, you know, things were happening to me that I, I couldn't explain. I was in my room and um, all of a sudden I would get really weak and collapse to the floor. My legs would give out. Um, you know, I called um, Zoe up. I told him... Uh, you know, my legs gave out twice this week. I, I, I sat on my bed, and my eyes started fluttering very fast, and I was seeing white lines of light. And uh, immediately, him and another friend, Matt, they, they um, you know, they recognized that, that there was seizuring spirits being cast on me, and I knew exactly who they were from, this lady. You know, she was getting, mm-hmm. you know, and um, through, through uh, warfare prayers and, I mean, I've been pleading the blood of Christ, I mean, all over my house, uh, my my siblings, um, you know, I've been praying nonstop. My, my siblings are all doing 180s as well. They all started reading the Bible. Uh, they're coming to church. Um, you know, this lady, we put her out of her misery uh, very quickly, and uh, I believe my use of the blood uh, has really, really ticked off the devil because the other day, you know, ever since I've been waging this warfare... Um, you know, on my cousin's behalf, on my family's behalf, um, you know, there's been some serious, serious retaliation, and um, I've, I've been the main focus of it. I mean, everything from uh, almost losing my job for my beliefs, uh, being mocked, mm-hmm. uh, 
My mm-hmm. stepdad, um, everything. My stepdad started to do a 180 as well and started changing and looking towards Christ after mocking us for weeks. Uh, he just literally changed overnight, and now I believe that was through prayer. And uh, mm-hmm. he started doing research, and uh, the devil actually used him as an attack towards me because um, I'm jumping all over the place with this story, but through all these heavy attacks, my, my father in Florida um, called me at the peak of these attacks, and you know I recognized they were attacks, and I was really, really just beat down physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, I'm really new at this. I'm sure you guys are used to it. Um, you know, and the 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 ferocity and and you know the number of these attacks was getting so bad. My father was on the phone through the peak of it, and he actually got really upset. You know, this is his son getting picked on by the devil here, and he went into very intense prayer and took authority because I wasn't in the state to do it. And the attack lifted. And right afterwards, I was going to write testimony, and my mother said that my stepdad looked up all these articles on pleading the blood of Christ and how they had scriptural backing of how it wasn't correct. And uh, so I started looking at them, and I said, well, you know what, I'm going to investigate both sides of the stories. And I found articles on both sides with scriptural backing, and I said, you know, I'm going to get some people on board with this. And, you know, we got to the bottom of it, and, and we, you know, through the sermon and, and you know, a couple people really looking into this, you know, we, we realized this was another attack to stop me from writing my testimony, which is turning out to be very powerful for what, what God's doing in my family. And I realized I've been pouring the blood of Christ down these down Satan's throat all week long. I've been pouring the blood over everything. I've been using it against the witches. I mean, he made a direct attack to try to fool me and deceive me that the blood of Christ was not a, a scripturally, um, you know, correct weapon and and you know through the discernment and and research and everything you know we got to the bottom of it and tonight i even you know got the opportunity god gave me the opportunity to reach out to a new person who you know um he's having he's 14 he's got anger problems he's hitting his mother i mean bad stuff and i just i I went over there and you know I, i i spoke to him i testified about my life and what's happened and now he's going to be coming to church on saturday and you know, as soon as I left, as soon as I went, and I literally laughed, and I'm like, Satan, you are so pathetic. <laughs> I'm like, you're not going to stop me, because, uh, I mean, I've been, he's been doing everything and everything, and, uh, you know, through the support of everybody, I've been fighting through everything, I've been learning, and, um, you know, I, I'm I'm committed now, you know, Satan's really gotten under my skin, and, you know, I just want to, I want to, you know, hopefully get to your guys' level one day. And uh, be doing mass services and setting people free, you know. But, uh, well, right, let, uh, me, let me tell you something. If you go up on my web page, you will find a book up there. Uh, spiritual, it's either spiritual warfare or spiritual weapons, and it's got the scriptures and it teaches you how to defend yourself. And two things that I would tell you from your testimony. Put the blood of Jesus over you, but at the same time, use the wall of fire. Uh, yeah, Zachariah, I've been using that as well. Um, Joe told me and to pray also, the Holy Ghost wall of fire. Good. And also, ask the Father to send warring linking angels to surround you. And <laughs> I, wanted to speak, <laughs> I wanted to speak to you about uh, those spirits that you see. You yeah. see, sometimes uh, an apparition is a demon, 
taken the form of a human being. But other times, it's a, a human spirit that uh, a, witch, a witch or a wizard is astral projecting into, into your room. And uh, this is why I tell, one of the reasons why I tell Rebecca Brown's books are so wrong. She says that human spirits are not subject to the name of Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit told her. Human spirits are not subjected to the name of Jesus. Therefore, you have to put up with the torment. But I tell you. Uh, warring angels, uh, when you call the warring angels on the scene to help you with the spiritual warfare, if it's an, uh, if it's a projecting human spirit, they can overcome that, bind it and take it out of the room. If it's an apparition of a demon, they can take care of that too. So, uh, use your spiritual weapons. If you get under attack and uh, you you are over your head with the attack, call a brother or a sister that you know that's strong in the spirit. They join you, and you'll easily overcome every time. Yeah, I, uh, I actually have uh, been doing that. I've been praying, you know, war angels to protect my family. Uh, I mean, twenty. I mean, the amount I've been praying is, uh, you know, people call me fanatical, but, you know, I love it. <laughs> and uh, the war angels have been doing their job. I mean, I was in my backyard. I have this, this uh, sensitivity to, to to spirits and whatnot, and, and sometimes I see, actually see them. And I was actually raking leaves in my backyard, and I saw a uh, a 10-foot-tall, like, demon in my backyard. And I literally looked at it, and, I mean, normally this would scare the living daylights out of me, but since, you know, I've been been uh, brought to Christ, I mean, I literally looked over and laughed and went back to raking the leaves, and I was like, what are you doing here? You ain't got no place here, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, you know, things Just, uh, have really next time been you see uh, it, turning around. And just it's, bind uh, it and command it to be caged in Jesus' name, sit at the foot of Jesus to be judged for his time. Amen. Uh, Zoe, you still with us? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to add something when uh, we were praying for uh, Eric. Yeah. We were pouring the blood of Christ down this demon's throat. We were commanding for it to speak its name. And, man, it was giving us a hard time. But we would not let up until it it, it, it gave us it, its name. And yeah. the name of the demon that came out was Mo Lazarus. Wow. Mo Lazarus. That was the name of the demon that surfaced the first night. And I went, we, Mike, tell her we looked it up, right? What, what did it say it was from? Um, it was from uh, some kind of graveyard digging or praying. And uh, it had, you know, telekinetic type powers. And uh, it was a very, very uh, resistant, very powerful, uh, you know, demon. And uh, we fought this thing, I mean, for hours. I mean, it was lying about its rights. It was lying about its name. Um, on the second night, um, you know, this thing was claiming uh, to be stronger than God, and and boy, did that really tick me off. I, I mean, I I went crazy. I threw off my jacket in the car. <laughs> I mean, I I, I loosed <laughs> angels to hold this thing down. It's I mean, all now. this thing uh, was getting all riled up, and uh, I loosed angels to 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 hold them down, and he was pinned. And I mean, pinned to the seat and arching his back all the way back, and you know, Amen. the you know the Holy Spirit actually told me um, to grab him by the forehead and gouge out his the third eye, 
And when I did yeah. that, um, this thing it went absolutely fear. crazy. And I grabbed both hands on his head, and I screamed at this thing to come out of my cousin. And, and the roar that came out of him was, I mean, a lion couldn't even match his roar that came out of him. Wow. And, uh, you know, his he was... His name was Mo Lazarus? Was, uh, yes. Mo Lazarus, yes. Wow. Well, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind any Mo Lazarus and the lizards out there in Jesus' name Amen. and command it to Amen. be caged in Jesus' name. Amen. And, uh, you, know, you know, the wonderful thing about this testimony is that you just heard, it's coming from a little baby Christian that hasn't uh, been out of uh, the witchcraft powers very long, and there he is defeating big devils because he knows his defense uh, scriptures and the power of Jesus, and he knows that Jesus is stronger than the devil. And meanwhile, we've got pastors all over the country cowered by the powers of the devil. Pastors, wake up and understand that Jesus is real. Amen. Go to your knees and pray. And you know, you can Amen. do the same works that Jesus did. You just need to get a little bit of uh, backbone, and you need to get a little bit of power. You know, this is, uh, you know, Joe, when we were talking about doing this program, uh, you came up with the title Fruits of Deliverance. This is an act, you know, Mike is an actual fruit of the deliverance. And uh, every, anybody out there tuning in uh, that does not believe in demons or has not done deliverance, be ashamed of yourself. Because we've all been called to do what Mike is doing. Uh, you do not have to go to seminary school to cast out a demon. You don't have to be um, sanctioned by the Pope as an exorcist. You cast out demons by the power and authority of Jesus Christ, and he's already told us um, that we've got this authority. And, you know, the demons have said many times, uh, if Christians only knew the authority that they had, um, we would be in a lot of trouble. So, you know, it's time to wake up and get on the front lines and start going after the enemy. Praise God for you, Joe and Mike and Dr. Pat and the others out there that are in the battle. Amen. And I just want to let you know. Somebody anybody just knows. call me a boss. Uh, what did they call me? Uh, I sound like a boss hog. White. I don't know what that is because I don't watch television. And but it seems to be a pretty good term because people are all saying awesome, and you can hear. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. I guess. <laughs> I just want to tell anybody out there that is, uh, you know. I haven't, I've been, you know, saved here less than a month and, uh, you know, just, just really laying everything down, uh, being as, as, as righteous as possible, just putting in my best effort and, and praying, you know, nonstop over my house and my family. I mean, the, the, the fruit of just, you know, praying and, and, and doing the right thing in the eyes of God is just, you know, I, I don't have any special powers or anything. I mean, I, I simply believe, I mean, the Lord has been answering my prayers. He's been setting my family free, uh, breaking the bonds. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe because, I, you know, I hate to say I believe because I'm seeing, but the Lord is showing me, you know, you know, I didn't think these exorcisms were the real deal until until I went through it myself. And my cousin didn't believe anything I was saying until, you know, it happened to him. And he, you know, he acknowledged immediately, oh, wow, this is some real stuff. And, uh, you know, it really, you don't need any crazy, uh, you know, backing. You really, it's all through faith and uh, knowing that you're protected by Christ and uh, just taking authority over these things and, 
you know, you can't give up. I mean, they'll laugh at you, they'll roar at you, they'll spit on you, they'll try to bite you. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this thing tried to bite me in the face, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did a holy tough guy like uh, Zoe, <laughs> and uh, I actually jumped on top of his chest and started choking him, commanding him to come out of my cousin. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, these things are pathetic. They put up a big show. They pretend to be tough, but, I mean, Jesus Christ in the end shows them who's boss, you know? Amen. Like noodles. Like boiled noodles. I want to mention to the people on the chat room that that noise that you're hearing is wind in Zoe's mic. He's on the outside, so it's not anything demonic. Go ahead. Zoe was uh, good enough to call us from a remote location tonight, and Zoe, it's got to be cold down there in Texas, isn't it? Yeah, I'm actually putting up Christmas lights and decorations in front of a children's hospital. It's a pretty awesome job. we got a bunch of machinery out here, and uh, but I wouldn't miss this phone call for the world. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, what a fruit of deliverance. Uh, well, Zoe, thank you so much for calling in tonight, brother. I know you were on limited time there. Praise the Lord. God bless you, and I uh, look forward to having you back on another show. Amen. And don't forget, Mike, you got a testimony being written. I want to make it available to all the listeners to download. Uh, Bruce, maybe you could uh, help him out with that, set him up with a download. Where Absolutely. Where grab his testimony. I actually so emailed it to up. you. Oh, you oh did? praise okay, God. Okay, well. Oh, praise God. So your testimony is going to be available on the website, right? Hopefully. Yeah, you send it. We'll post it. You got it. Amen. Praise God. Okay, guys. God bless uh, you. Zoe, and, uh, uh, give out your contact information before you go. Oh, yeah. Just uh, go to Z-O-E space E-D-D-I-E at Facebook and just be my friend. I would be happy to be your friend. Facebook Amen. And, uh, and, uh, thanks, Lord. Amen. And, Zoe, you were a guest host last night on Watchman Radio. Uh, folks, oh, if yeah. you missed that program, go over and download it, watchmanradio.com. Yeah. Amen. Tell Rich we said hello. Right, God bless you, Zoe. Everybody. Folks, you're tuning in to Omer- uh, excuse me, Omega Man Radio Network. Got tongue-tied there for a minute. Uh, I was thinking about Boss Hog. You know, that takes me a long way back, Dr. Pat. That was the Dukes of Hazard, like 1981. But, uh, you know, some demons have been in people since 1981. And uh, <laughs> yeah. if you're being tormented tonight, uh, you can be set free in Jesus' name. You can kick those foul spirits to the curb. We'll open up the lines. If you need prayer tonight, 917-889-2745 or toll-free 877-806-2482. The lines are open if you need prayer. Mike, Dr. Pat, and myself will pray for you. You'd be set free tonight in Jesus' name. I was actually wanted to request if you guys could pray for me because uh, the uh, this one of the biggest things that have been, you know, product of this retaliation has been on my throat. I've been feeling like... Uh, golf ball in my throat for uh, for days since actually since last Tuesday since we started this deliverance for my cousin and uh, I haven't been able to shake it. Well, you know, Mike, uh, when the Lord delivers, uh, He doesn't always deliver us of everything at once. I yeah. still have some spirits need delivered, so. But you know, it's like an onion. God will pull back a layer. Mm-hmm. We'll get some deliverance. Uh, he'll show us something else. We'll get deliverance of that, and we keep on working on it and. Uh, you know, you can be uh, infected uh, through transference of spirits. Okay. Um, you know, the, the good news is, as a Christian, uh, deliverance is a children's bread. We can continue to get deliverance till we meet Christ mm-hmm. in the skies, or he takes us home early. Uh, so uh, we'd be honored to pray with you. Thank you. Dr. Pat? That's right. And then, too, when you're doing the work, the witches sometimes are active during 
like when I come on this program, a lot of times I'm fighting a call. I don't fight it any other time except when I'm on the air. And what that is, is it's some wizard or witch trying to resist to try to stop the message from coming forth. Mm -hmm. And I just plow on through. But we bind that throat and that witchcraft power coming against you and myself in the name of Jesus. Uh, Do you have anything happening to you while you're on the air, Omega Man? Uh, Actually, absolutely. Uh, I'd like people to pray. Uh, My left eye has been under attack for the last couple days. Okay. Uh, uh, That's usually where I've been hit, um, demonic attacks on my eye or in my throat and my ears. Um, Okay. You know, there's a lot of people under viral attack right now, so uh, absolutely I need some prayer tonight. Okay. Father, we lift up. Uh, ourselves, and we find all the witchcraft power that's been sent out, blood sacrifices, human and animals, and every wizard and witch that is bold enough to stand against God's people. I command you to stand at attention, devils, and listen to this message. I bind you up and cage you right now. And I ask the Holy Ghost come with his flame of fire and burn, and that fire burning that cage, and you're yelling and wailing, and all of the devils in the spirit realm will look at you and see that we don't play around, and fear come upon every one of them, and we bind up. Uh, reinforcing spirits in the name of Jesus, and we forbid you to touch any one of us. And this prayer goes up for all of the people in the chat room and listening in their cars and radios. And we place the wall of fire around us. And if any devil has attached itself to our flesh, we command it to leave instantly Yes, Lord. and go back to where it comes from. And all of us will take a deep breath as we instruct everybody else, and we're going to call you out in Jesus' name. <coughs> Come out, Jesus. you found spirits, in Jesus' name. Everyone and return. And Loose Father, right we now, give Jesus you the name. glory. We give you the glory for victory, and we ask that you take your healing hand on our throats and in our bodies and heal any kind of damage that any devil has done. We give you praise for the testimony tonight, and we ask that this testimony go all over the world and that people will find that Jesus Christ is real and that they will give up and they'll come to the radio program and get deliverance for themselves. We thank you for Omega Man, the strength that you give him. And we ask you, God, that you release the finances over him for his personal life as well as for the life of this radio program. And, Father God, we say to people that you can go to Omega Man uh, Radio dot com and uh push the donut button the donate button and go ahead and help us to get this message far and wide all over the world because the world is in grave darkness but God the light comes and the darkness is dispersed 
In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, and Father God, right now, in Jesus' name, we break all hexes and vexes and curses and spells off of Mike, Dr. Pat, myself, the believers out there. Every word curse that has been uttered against us, we break off of us and command to go back to the demon that sent it sevenfold in Jesus' name. We bind up any witchcraft attacks, any demons that have been sent against Mike, Dr. Pat, myself, the believers out there, we bind them away from us and command them to go back to the demon that sent them sevenfold in Jesus' name. We apply the blood of Jesus to Mike and Dr. myself and the believers. We ask God for a hedge of protection. We ask that you to loose warrior angels down right now to stand guard around us. We lift up Brother Zoe out there tonight. Father God, strengthen him for his work. We bind any foul spirits that have been attacking him in Jesus' name. We ask God for a hedge of protection around him in Jesus' name. And I bind any spirit of infirmity lodged in Mike's throat. We bind you and loose him right now and come out in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. Any foul spirits, we bind you and cage you up. Come out of him right now in Jesus' name and go to Jesus, Jesus, Jesus just before your time. Be I, healed I right now in Jesus' name. I need to speak to uh, Vic. Uh, Vic, you know, uh, you don't run ministries on thin air. Uh, you don't go on international satellite radio for nothing. You don't go on uh, on uh, uh, two-way radio for nothing. You don't eat and feed your your family and take the full burden of a ministry without the help of the people that are benefiting from that ministry. Now, I know that people, uh, some people, don't believe that they should give to ministries. But you see, the Bible tells us not to uh, to uh, block, uh, how does it go, a mega man, block the the oxen that treads the don't corn? Don't muzzle the, uh, the ox that treads the corn. Uh, because of the fact that we're just poor people. We're not wealthy people. We're just people willing to do the work of the ministry. And it's true that you are on VTR, but all of these radio programs that we do on VTR, then they go up to satellite radio, and they go up to uh, two-wave radio. And this coming week... We're getting ready to go on Lester Summerall's radio station, which is one of the most powerful radio stations out there. There are people all over the world that listen to two-wave radio. And uh, I tell you, you can believe what you want to. I'm not ashamed to ask the people to help with the uh, expenses of these ministries because they're valid ministries. We don't take the money that people give us and go buy big houses and cars and things like that. And you it might you might not understand, but BTR is not free either, is it, Omega Man? Folks, we don't even break even with these bills, okay? I have to reach in my pocket every month to pay the bills. It takes a lot of infrastructure. And uh, why are we doing this? Because we've been called to go out there and um, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, see the captives set free of demonic spirits, see families restored in Jesus' name, pray for the healing. And uh, if you've been blessed by the program, if you've been fed, then support the ministry. Uh, if if you're not being fed by this program, then don't support it. But um, 
I believe that the program is making a difference, and there's a lot of men and women of God that have been touched to this program. And I'll tell you something, Dr. Pat. Uh, I know the small community that is the Deliverance Ministry. Uh, yes. You're one of the great pioneers in the Deliverance Ministry. You and about, I'd say, six or seven more people than I can count. I can't count them all in my, my two hands. There's so few of you. But these are the people, folks, that you can call when your eight-year-old daughter has been rushed to an emergency ward. She's taking chunks out of her arms. She came, came back from a summer camp. Turns out she played with the Ouija board. Came back fully demonized. They couldn't deal with her. They took her to the emergency room. They gave her the most powerful drugs that are available in an emergency ward, and they still couldn't calm her down. Some people of God, saints of God, went in there and prayed for her, and she was set free of demons in Jesus' name. We've got Mike's family that Satan tried to wipe out. He tried to kill Mike. And praise God for Brother Zoe out there. He interceded. He did what we've all been called to do, stand in the gap for the innocent. He put, he mm-hmm. planted the seed. God opened the door. 22 years later, Mike was able to call in his family. They got set free in Jesus' name. And now Mike is a fruit of the deliverance ministry. He has uh, been in the ministry a few weeks, and he's out there on the front lines. And we got the rest of the mainstream church that is sitting on the pew week after week and want to hurl insults at the few people that are willing to get out there and stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. I ask you, can you get Benny Hinn on the telephone if you need to get deliverance at 3 a.m. in the morning? If you're being raped, like the people that are calling in here and being sexually abused by demonic spirits, incubus and succubus, we cast them out last night, if you've never heard of the name. Too what, what are you going to do, folks? You're going to call Kenneth Copeland? I wouldn't recommend it. He's a mason. Michael Bray, the actor, just hacked his mother to death with a Japanese samurai sword after joining the Masons over in there in the Harlem, the Bronx. Go look that up on the Internet. People are dying out there. Mm-hmm. We've got millions of kids that have just walked out of Harry Potter, demon-possessed, okay, that are now cursed themselves down in three and four generations mm-hmm. because they don't know the fact that when you touch witchcraft, you've just played with fire and you're going to get burnt. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It's still going to happen to you. You know, I write many articles on uh, children of the new age on my webpage, patholiday.com, and uh, remnantresourcesnetwork.org, uh, Scrib. I get thousands of hits where people, their eyes are opening up on, on my personal Internet MiracleInternetChurch.com. Uh, there's many nights, like last night I was on the radio. I guess we were on there three hours doing deliverance and teaching. Get off the radio and slept a couple hours, woke up, and started working on a, an article on uh, children and deliverance. Because what I've noticed is that people are not, concerned about the condition of the children. I'm talking about pastors and Christians. Uh, I thought that we would just be loaded up with people that wanted to do deliverance on their children because they had taken them out on Halloween night, for instance, or Harry Potter, or uh, the uh, Chronicles of Narnia movies, or Bewitched, and all of these other demonic uh, movies. And uh, 
I think we got one call last night, and we had advertised the show as being a show uh, concerning uh, uh, Harry Potter's movie that has just been released. Which, by the way, if you're uh, if you want the article sent to you on the new uh, movie, The Howlers of Death. Uh, Omega Man can send it to you if you email him. He will send it to you in the email for you to read. Dr. But, Pitt, uh, let me... Get, uh, get, get wise, people. Support those that are pouring their lives out for the cause of Jesus Christ. I'm not... I've been a millionaire in my life, and so has Omega Man. We know what it is to be very rich. Omega Man's dad sold the business for $10 million. That's who this man is. He doesn't have $10 million anymore. He doesn't have probably $100 most of the time. And yours truly, I live on a retirement check. So don't get out there and start thinking about Paula White and Vinnie Hen and uh, comparing us to them. They don't do the work and plow the fields that we do. And we don't have the mansions and the great big cars, nor do we want them. We've already had that. We know that that's nothing. I, I remember, you know, a mega man, there was a man uh, back in the uh, 80s that uh, got buried in his Cadillac. Remember that guy? Sure. Wouldn't you just love to go and dig that Cadillac up and see that the Cadillac's all rustied and look at the horror story that's sitting behind the wheel? It's just uh, nothing. You're not going to take anything across the heaven line with you or the hell line. Everything that you do on this earth that you do for Jesus, you're going to get a great reward when you go to heaven. The things that you do for the devil, you're still going to burn in eternity forever. So we know the picture, and we've got the scene, and we've gotten in the scene of Jesus. So... Uh, no, if Dr. you want to give, uh, give, but if you don't want to give, this is free for you. Amen, Omega Man. Amen, folks. This is a this is a labor of love, uh, and it's more than that. It's called being obedient. We've all been called to get into the battle because time is short, and night comes when no man can work. Doctor Pat, if I wanted to make millions again, what I would do, okay, is I would get a program together. I'd go up on TBN and Daystar, like ninety nine percent of the other pulpit pimps. And I would start mm -hmm. preaching one message. I would preach prosperity. Send me your money. And I would give some stories about the $5,000 fountain pen someone gave me, about the Corvette a person gave me in like two or three colors, like Mike Murdoch. I would talk about the zebras that I have, the chimpanzees in my backyard. And I would tell you, you can be a multimillionaire like me if you will sow your seed. Send me your $1,000 seed right now, and I'm going to pray a blessing over you right now. 1,000-fold return. And then I want you to give me, I was in the uh, car the other day, God gave me a number, 57. And I believe that there's 10,000 people right now. If they'll sow $57 a month, God is going to pay off your mortgage. He's going to heal your family. And I would go down something like that. But Dr. Pat, I wouldn't be able to live with myself yes. when I went home. Yes. And I would also preach a message that says, look, God loves you. You'll never be persecuted. He wants to make you a millionaire today. He wants you to be debt-free. This is the Jubilee year. He's going to cancel all your debts. And don't worry yeah. about the book of Revelations because you're not going to be here to go through it. That's just for those people. I just want That's to show you know, behind. 
I but I would be a liar, you. and I would be held accountable. And God would look at me one day, and he'd say, depart from me. I never knew you. Amen. Enter into the, uh, the lake of fire, prepare for the devil and my angels. Folks, the message that we're preaching tonight is not a popular one. Okay? It's not a popular one. It's one-third of Jesus' ministry that no one wants to talk about. And mm-hmm. the, the small group of deliverance ministers that are out there. If I'm, uh, if I'm being generous tonight, there's ten that I found for 300-plus million Americans. I share this story all the time. If it were not for them, okay, we wouldn't have testimonies tonight, like Mike on the line. And we wouldn't see the fruit. And this is what Christ wants us all to do. He wants us to get into the battle. But I can tell you, Every single one that I've talked to, from Dr. Pat on down the line, even to Brother John Kyle the other day, every single one can hardly pay their bills and keep their light on. That's Why? Right. Because everybody looks at this and says, uh, I don't need deliverance. You know, deliverance is a dirty part of the ministry. I don't want to get involved in it. I'd rather go buy my Starbucks and go and get in the church and sing some hymns and then go take yoga classes and ballroom dancing and karate on Wednesday night. But folks, when you need help, and you will need help sooner or later, who are you going to who are you going to call? You going to call the televangelist? They won't even take your call. They go through phone room centers like Live Ops and West Telemarketing. You got people you know, taking I your calls in the Philippines. I need uh, to tell you there was a. Um man that was in my ministry and he was working at night at the 7-Eleven and uh, this woman that he knew from uh, from the charismatic movement came in one night and she said, she said I want two bottles of wine like that and he said aren't you a Christian she said well I used to be but I'm not anymore and he said well come on, this is not right. Why are you drinking wine? You need to get back in church. She said, well, it's like this. She said, I was going to this church, and every time the pulpit, uh, the preacher got in the pulpit, he would tell us if we give him money, God would pay our electric bills, our houses, uh, everything. And she said, and I kept giving, and I kept giving, and I kept getting broker and broker. And she said, I noticed that my preacher was driving a big Cadillac and had a nice home and everything was going good for him. But she said, for me, nothing was working. She said, it got to the point that my little kids didn't have any shoes. And she said, and I went to the church and said, my kids need some shoes. And the church wouldn't even buy my kids a piece of shoes. So I've given up on Jesus and the church. Every day, let me tell you something. We live in, we we have in Jacksonville, our church was made as a street ministry to minister to the poor and the drug addicts and people like that. And it's not a fancy church at all. There's a big fancy church that was built right behind us. And that church is the one that has the ballroom dancing with with the preacher telling people to come to church in black and uh, doing the yoga classes. Well, people always come by miracle and they say, can you help me? I'm trying to get back home to my family. 
A little couple came the other day, a little family with one little boy, a wife and a man, and he was just broken up. He said, I lost my job. My family and I are sleeping in the car, and we can't find help. He said, we went to the church behind you, and and the preacher saw us walk in and said from the pulpit, we don't have anything for you. And the elders came up and told us to leave the church. And we came by here, and we found, we dug in our pocketbooks and gave them money to get back home. There's been many times right in our church when we've had just a few dollars in our offering plates where people have come by and we've just reached in, gave them the offering, and then taken up collections for them. And we are poorer than dirt. So anybody comes uh, against me raving about money grubbing, they're just talking to the wrong spirit. And I'm telling you, God is going to, people are going to answer for tying the hands of real Christians and real people that are pouring their life out for the cause of Christ and enjoying the work, but not, I mean, you know, there are women that could give up a new dress a month, give up a new pair of shoes that's got 25 shoes in their closets. There are people that could help this ministry that, well, Lord, I'm broke. I just can't do it. Well, you know, just like I told the person the other day when we ministered for them to give up cigarettes, why don't you take that money and put it in a little jar that you've been paying for cigarettes and send a monthly donation from just the money that you save on your cigarette bills to Omega Man to help to spread the word. God will bless you greatly if you'll just listen. And I I told the Lord when I got in the ministry, I said, Lord, I'll never beg for money. And I never have. But when I see a man like a mega man and every cent that comes in that ministry, he'll call me and he'll say, well, Pastor Pat, we've got enough money now to go on this new uh, radio show. Uh, Pastor Pat, we're going up on satellite. Pastor Pat, we're getting uh, on a daily show now. Every penny that's come through this ministry is being plowed back into the ministry. So I don't mind begging for a minute man, I mean minute man, for a mega man, because I know what his heart is. And his heart is that the deliverance ministry gets out there and that people get set free. Well, we're standing by we... with some minute man missiles covering the blood of Jesus to take out some more demons tonight. Praise God. Yes, amen. <laughs> Mike, amen. Uh, you had something to add, brother? You have a dream yeah, the um, Lord gave you? Share it with us. Yeah, two things also I wanted to touch on. You know, you said earlier, you know, Satan tried to kill me. And uh, it really just, you know, I, I just want everybody to know that this, this battle should be personal for everybody because, I mean, not that I'm some expert here, but in every, you know, demonic case that I've that I've, you know, uh, witnessed, you know, through YouTube and Bob Larson and everything. I mean, when you start questioning these demons, they usually say, I want to kill this person. I mean, yes. I believe that Satan's, you know, 
goal here is to kill all of us, and, you know, it needs to be a personal battle. And uh, this morning, I had a dream, and, um, you know, it, it seemed quite obvious to me, and, uh, you know, I was like, why did I have a dream? You know, I already knew this, but, um, you know, it just occurred to me that you guys started talking about this, that, you know, uh, maybe it was to be shared, you know, by the, uh, you know, for this show. Um, this morning, I was having a dream of a church that was, um, you know, being marked by Satan for attack. He was marking churches, uh, you know, the church specifically for his focus of attack, and he was sending, you know, hordes and legions to, you know, mark, you know, he was sending scouts to mark these churches and then sending legions after these churches, and, um, you know, I I think that, you know, is is important that, you know, everybody just realize that, you know, Satan's not just after, you know, the people that are lost out there, you know, he's he's after the church, he's after everybody in the in the deliverance ministry and you know, it's really important to, to support this because, you know, the deliverance ministry is on the front line. And um, you know, the whole dream I was fighting, you know, all these these, you know, so called markers that were marking you know, these churches for attack, and, um, you know, I really do believe that uh, this ministry, you know, is uh, is where it's at, where people are going to be set free, because I've been a part of, you know, several different churches, you know, nobody ever even mentioned to me, you know, um, anything about deliverance, and, uh, you know, without, without Joe White, um, you know, Zoe uh, introducing me, and, you know, bringing me on this subject, and, and, you know, bringing me on the show and my family on the show and, you know, showing the power of deliverance. I mean, you have people, you know, evangelists going out talking to people and they go, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sundays. I feel better for two hours. But, I mean, here we're doing deliverance. And, you know, it gets dirty, it gets ugly sometimes. But, you know, for the couple, you know, maybe two hours that it lasts where you get beat up, I mean, the 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 fruit of this is just undeniable. I mean, everybody in my family, they're not just, oh, I'm Christian now. They are completely, have done a 180. They've dedicated their lives. They're excited about it. They're in the Word. They're reaching out to everybody they know. I mean, it's not just, you know, oh, I believe in God now and I go to church. Uh, you know, I tithe here and there. It's it's really, you know, a complete dedication to God, a complete being set free, feeling God's power and, you know, His His grace and His glory. And, you know, it, it's uh, definitely, you know, I believe it's definitely going to be the focus. This dream was telling me that this is, you know, the devil's focus of attack is to come against the deliverance ministry. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Yes. Well, praise God. You know, and I pulled a man out, uh, out of uh, witchcraft downstate when I, when I, uh, wrote the Walking Dead book, and uh, uh, he'd been involved in uh, the witchcraft, uh, the three witches that were controlling the city down there. And he told me that the witches would actually uh, do ritualisms, blood sacrifices, and kill animals. And they would take the bones of those animals and take them over and plant them under the marquees of the churches uh, to stop people from coming to the church and from getting saved in that area. And also, they would take the young teenagers, and uh, the three witches would take those teenagers out to the cemetery at nighttime and give them free drugs and whiskey, 
And then they would do ritualisms and turn those teenagers into zombies. And uh, you can uh, find that book up on um, uh, Miracle Internet Church and uh, the the um, holiday dot com, and you'll see that uh, those zombie spirits. When I would go down there and minister, we could actually see people walking around that particular time and town, like uh, like the zombies that you see in the horror movies. And so uh, the devil's real, and the target, of course, is Christians, because the devil already has the souls of the people of the world. Bishop Kenko told me, he said that uh, whenever the wizards and the witches were assigned souls, they were always assigned souls of real Christians. And their job was to make those real Christians stumble and fall. And they used sex, they used alcohol, all sorts of things. And he said, whenever they, uh, a Christian would become a newborn Christian, they would be on fire with the zeal for Jesus. And then over a period of time, that person would cool down. And as that person cooled down is when the wizard would be able to get close enough to that person to take their, to reinfect them with devils. You see, we have a lot of power, but we also have a lot of protection around us. But also, we are the target of uh, the enemy. And if they can bring uh, bones of humans and animals and print them, uh, uh, plant them under your marquee, do rituals, and blind the eyes of the people so that they can't see your church, uh, they're going to do that. That's been going on in our local church here. Uh, people, we've, had, we've been praying we had seven people to come to us last week uh, and tell us four of them couldn't find the church. Three of them came down the road where our church was. The cop that was directing traffic to the big church behind us that has the ballroom dancing told those people to go to that church. That's demons speaking out of the, the mouths of those cops. And so the devil's been stealing from us as a local church. So now we are zeroed in and we're claiming the land that he has stolen from us back in that church every yeah. dime to be paid back sevenfold. Sevenfold. And we're Jesus asking Christ. you uh, to pray for our local church, too, because we get under tremendous attack. Don't we, Omega Man? Oh, absolutely, folks. And uh, that's where we do um, spiritual self-defense two and three times a day. And uh, it's interesting. I was, um, over Thanksgiving, I was with my brother, who I don't get to see that often. He was in town, and uh, we had some fellowship together. And he invited a a friend of his that uh, is a missionary student, came all the way from Congo. Brother Trezor, if you're listening out there. Great man of God. He's... Uh, about Mike's age. Uh, Mike, how old are you? You're 22, 24? Uh, 22, uh, about to be 23 soon. Okay, I think uh, Trezor was about 24. And, uh, you know, 
Trezor told me the story, you know, how the uh, young kids are being abducted. Uh, at a very early age, they kill the uh, the father, they rape the mother, and they tell the kid, we're going to kill your mother now uh, if you do not join our militia. And so they, they naturally go, but they don't train them to be young soldiers at the age of six and eight. What they do is they train them to be sorcerers first, and they put them in charge of uh, learning incantations and stirring up these demonic stews, literally. And then they all eat and drink these, these potions and food that they're baking. And uh, then they train them to fight, and... Uh, and then they'll send them back, and they have to uh, murder somebody in their family. Well, when they do that, they have a contract with Satan. And what they're doing is, uh, he told me, it's a, it's a spiritual battle because they know that if they can uh, get the youth at a young age, then they've got the next generation. And uh, Trezor told me that uh, uh, he and other believers are having to stay awake late at night, and they do intercession because what happens is this uh, principality over the Congo goes roaming, the spirit walks through the mountains over there, and uh, that's when a lot of the spiritual warfare is done, like uh, he said, about 12 to 4 a.m. And um, they make the kids stay up late at night and uh, and praise this principality in this mountain region. And it was a really interesting story. And I said, well, you know, uh, that's what Satan's trying to do here with the Harry Potter. He wants to take this young generation out so that there is no future here in America and around the world. And... Uh, one other thing he told me, very interesting, he said uh, witch attacks are very real. He said they astral project all the time, and that's where under demonic power, these witches and warlocks separate their soul from their body. They're attached to the silver cord, and they'll fly around, and they'll actually attack people. They try to kill people in their sleep. My cousin uh, was actually uh, a victim of that, and uh, he didn't even know it. He was describing to me, um, you know, one of the problems when, with his deliverance, he was uh, he had a very you know, an ungodly soul tie with a uh, a witch, and her family was involved in witchcraft for over a century and a half, so they wow. were very, very powerful. And he told me, uh, this has been years now, that um, she's been visiting him in his dreams and, you know, uh, you know, lustful things and, and torturous things she would do to him, and um, he told me all about it, and uh, I told him, I said, those aren't just dreams, my friend. I'm like, she's astro-projecting, she's torturing you, she's, you know, doing all kinds of stuff to you, and, you know, we broke that as well, and uh, he hasn't had mm -hmm. one dream with her in it ever since. Well, you mm -hmm. know, Trezor uh, told me that what they do is actually cut these astro-projection silver cords, and what he told me next almost blew my mind. He said, when they've been doing uh, spiritual warfare, You'll go out the next day, and especially in some of these cities where they've got very large populations of witches and warlocks, you'll find mm -hmm. dead bodies laying around the yep. ground. And he said they'll yep. be butt naked, and that's usually the sign. Uh, they'll drop out of the sky. And so, Dr. Pat, I'll tell you what I do. I'm not going to sit around and be victimized. Some of these witches are sending leukemia demons and cancer demons, like yep. uh, came across from the Philippines and hit Ebel, Keltner. And so um, what we do is we do spiritual self-defense. And I want to thank you, Dr. Pat, because you're where I learned about the Zechariah 2 and 5 and Wall of Fire and how mm -hmm. to do spiritual self-defense. I had no idea how to do it until I learned mm -hmm. from you, and uh, I do it every night. I uh, I break all hexes and vexes and curses and spells sent against me. I send them back to the demon that sent them sevenfold. I ask God to loose angels for a hedge of protection, put a wall of fire around me of the Holy Spirit. Of course, the Zechariah 2 and 5. I cut all demonic... Mm -hmm silver cords attached to me. I cut all mm -hmm. uh, astral projection uh, silver cords. And uh, folks, 
if you know how to do that, uh, a witch would be a fool to uh, astral project against you because what's going to happen is if you cut that silver cord, they don't make it back to the body. And, uh, you know, I didn't ask them to attack me, Dr. Pat, but just like uh, if someone sends me a package in the mail with a coral snake, you know, they're very beautiful to look at, but when you you get bit, you're dead. I don't have to, I don't have an obligation to open that up and receive that gift. I just send it back to where it came from, return to sender. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, that's called spiritual self-defense. So, yes, I do it multiple times a day. And uh, since I've been doing that, uh, and I've been playing the Word of God over me at night, uh, I've been sleeping very soundly, and my spirit man is getting fed. So if you're not doing that, folks, you need to be doing that every day, spiritual self-defense, and playing the Word of God over you as you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, how are you? I play word music in my sleep. I find that helps, too. Mm-hmm. Man. And people, uh, witches understand those that have that knowledge, and that's why they come and scan you before they work the powers. But every now and then, as I say, you get a hold of a dumb witch, and a lot of those dumb witches are these little kids that have um, that have learned witchcraft from Harry Potter and uh, these uh, uh, pop art. Uh, movies and things, but the silver cord is a uh, witchcraft power that is actually shown in the Bible, and uh, it's it's if if, if what but it the is silver cord it, is ever loosened it says right yeah what it is the silver cord what that thing is is it's the cord that attaches your spirit to your body. Okay. And whenever the uh, cord is broken, your body will die. And so uh, witches know that, by the way. And so um, if they come soul traveling and uh, they, uh, they find someone that will uh, cut that cord, they know that they're going to die physically and go right to hell. So that's why they scanned you. Uh, be very careful about um, things like this. We work under the anointing of God. Uh, we're not out to kill people or harm people or do anything to people. We're out to save souls. Amen. Uh, however, if the Lord leads uh, then you cut the silver cord. Uh, you can give them a warning because of the fact that some of these witches are going to get saved and some of them are going to become mighty men of God and Amen. women of God. You can look about the silver cord over in Ezekiel 12, verse 6. And... Um, the uh, part about the uh, witches uh, getting saved, uh, you know, I wrote the book, Witch Doctor and the Man. And that particular book, uh, you can find it on uh, Omega Man Radio and on his webpage and also mine. But that particular book uh, teaches uh, uh, about these kind of things. And over in Africa... At nighttime, you can go out 
And you can look up, and I write about this in that book, you can look up in the sky and you can see a lightning streaking across the sky, many of them. And what you're looking at is witches soul traveling. And uh, Bishop Kenko's wife, Evelyn, told me, she said, you know, we don't kill the witches. So she knows that she can kill the witches. She said, we pray for them to get saved, and we bind them from attacking us. Uh, so you have to you have to understand that we're accountable to God, too. And, and if you cut the cord, the body is going to die. And the Bible says in the Old Testament, suffer not a witch to live. So they're taking their life in their own hands when they come and they begin to torment a person uh, like me or Omega Man or members in our families, and they continue. Uh, the Lord will give us the okay to cut that cord. He's done that to me many times. Uh, he will give us the okay to do what Paul did. He will say, go ahead and loose the power of blindness over that person, that spirit, for a season. And uh, as he did Elamias. And when did he do that? He did that when Elamias was trying to interfere with the men of God that was sowing the gospel to the council. And he was trying to keep that man from receiving the gospel. That's why when these people come up on the um, chat room, for instance, and these people begin to become blasphemous, and become reckless about uh, blaspheming the name of Jesus and coming against the ministers. We usually let them stay there a few minutes because we want the chat room to grow up and become warriors. That's your opportunity to use your binding powers as we're ministering and bind those spirits in those people. You cannot love a demon into the kingdom of God. You've got to beat him up. You've got to give him blow for blow, hand blow for hand blow. And so how do you do that? You do that by binding it and commanding it to go into the cage, and you do it out loud. You don't just secretly do it under your breath. You say, uh, look, I, I bind this a spirit that's trying to blaspheme my God. I command those spirits to go into a cage. I disconnect the powers of the voices from over their minds that keep them blinded from the gospel. You do your spiritual warfare, and what happens is uh, that person will either uh, get saved right there on the spot, or the demons will flee away from the chat room. So we're dependent on you uh, to cover us as we're ministering in deliverance, to be in agreement with us. You see, I look at the chat room as my classroom. I used to teach in the seminary for eight years, ministers. And I look at this chat room as people that want to learn about the deliverance ministry. 
And so you learn by doing. So that's why uh, we're, we take time to teach a little. Then we act out what we're teaching on the uh, deliverance things. And sometimes we're praying to show you how to pull down strongholds. Omega Man. Yes, and if you need prayer tonight, the number is 917-889-2745. We'd be honored to pray with you. Mike, uh, you still have the knot in your throat? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. It's, um, having a hard time swallowing? Yeah, it's been, it, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, it gets intense when I, when I start to, uh, you know, speak against, you know, the devil. And uh, especially if I start talking to my cousin, you know, after his recent deliverance, it gets so tight that, you know, sometimes I can't even talk. But, um, you know, uh, I have been under a lot of stress. Uh, from you know all the attacks, and I've, I'm having trouble discerning, you know whether it's it's a spiritual attack or if that's where my stress is being bottled up, or you know. But I really do feel it's an attack because it, it gets, you know, really really tight. What well, can be a demonic I spirit? It can also be a virus. Uh, Go ahead, Doctor Pat. I, I think that that uh, what the Lord just spoke to me was that is an antichrist spirit. And uh, what it's I did doing up is with trying goosebumps, to... So that's a uh, confirmation right there. Let's pray yeah, right now, what Dr. It, Dr. Pat. What it's, what it's doing is it's trying to keep you from uh, speaking because the power that you walk in in Jesus' name comes through your mouth and you speak it out, and then it becomes an issue that the demons have to obey. So in the name of Jesus, we are all in accord, and we come against this Antichrist spirit that has lodged itself in that throat. And we cut its uh, cords. We cut it. uh, I see claws. That's what I see. I see claws hanging on to the vocal cords. We cut the claws off right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of his throat. And we in command that Jesus thing Christ, to Lord Jesus Christ, and immediately leave in Jesus' name. To go in there you just take this thing out in Jesus' and name. And just cough that off. Cough it out. Put the blood of Jesus in your throat right now. You loosen, come out right come now in the name of Jesus. Loosen, let him go in Jesus' name. You must loosen, let him go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We take authority in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name the of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Loosen, let him go. In Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus. Be weakened in the Jesus' blood name. Of Jesus. Be weakened Loosen in Jesus' name. Loosen everyone. You will not interfere with the gospel. Rip it out. We command that spirit to go into confusion. All foul spirits we're talking to you. Come out. Forbid that spirit to think it's powerful. The name of Jesus is more powerful. Lord Jesus, rebuke you. We command that spirit to go into weakness right now. You get weak you leave in Jesus' name. Loose his throat right now and let him go. Loose him and let him go. We plead the blood of Jesus. Loose him and let him go in Jesus' name. You come out right now in the name of Jesus. We're not talking to Mike. I'm talking to the foul spirit. Come out in the name of Jesus. Loose and let him go in Jesus' name. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Has a mucus coming up. (laughs) Loose him and let him go in Jesus' name. Keep going. Loose and let him go in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. That's still there. We revoke your authority. Come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no staying power. You. All you Jesus. can do is leave. And Father you must God, leave the shine of glory to shine on Instantly. him right now and burn it out in Jesus' name. Yes. Hot coals of the blood of Jesus. 
with the air release. Going right down into that throat. In I've got to loose an angel to take a tongue and go up there and get a coal from from heaven Amen. and drop it on this foul spirit in Jesus' name. The loose and let him go in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord rebuke you, you foul spirit. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Come out. <coughs> Come out. <coughs> Every bit. You will not wretch him. You will not tear him. You will not hurt him. Be weakened in Jesus' name. You will not harm him. Talking All to you, you foul spirit. Is All you, you must can do tell us your name and your authority to be the there, and you're coming out right now. Come out and go to the cage in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus. What's your right to be there? What's your right to be there? Or come out you and go to the cage. In the name of Jesus, and you will say the truth. In Jesus' name. Loose Mike and let him go. He's a child of God now. Loose him and let him go. In Jesus' name. Oh, there's some resistance here. All the way out. Be weak. The name. The name resistance. We bind you. In the name of Jesus. All resisting spirits. All stubborn spirits, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Be weakened in we Jesus' name. We command you to come out. Come Foul out. spirits, be weakened in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out in, in Jesus' name. name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. All stubborn, resisting spirits. Angels of God, go you in there must, and cut out the roots. You must become Jesus. small. And leave in the name of Jesus. The blood God, of the connection land. between these foul spirits and reinforcements. The in blood Jesus of the name. land. We cut your cords. We cut your roots. Come Cutting out. demonic soul ties between Mike and anybody else in Jesus' name. Out, we break all you know witchcraft off of him in the name of Jesus. Loose him and let him go. Uh, it's like this. I can't explain. This, uh, like when I go to cough, this like resistance. It doesn't want to. Is there anything that I need to, uh, that I should renounce or repent for that, that this is, I, 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 No, 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 listen to me. You've already repented. You're ministering in deliverance. You've done nothing wrong. No, no, now listen to me. You just got to pull your faith up and understand that it has no rights to stay. Mm-hmm. Because the name of Jesus is being used, and you're clean, you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, and just as when you rise up and attack those devils in your cousin, you've got to rise up and attack this devil in yourself. Mm-hmm. It has no rights to stay. You're washed in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus has cleansed you. You rise up and get angry with it and attack it, and it'll go. It cannot say. We break all witchcraft that came in through his Don't just state. sit there and depend on us let him go. Find any terror that came in and we're sowing it. Yeah, I've been, I've been fighting it. It's, uh, you know, it's, I'm it's talking kind of about hard right for me now. to go. Wait know, a minute, wanna... wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. We don't want to hear any, I tried and it didn't work testimonies here. What I want you to do right now. Get your faith up. Let your faith see you attacking that demon in your cousin when you crawled on it and you you fought that third eye spirit in your cousin and you jumped on your cousin and fought that demon. That's the spirit that must rise up in you right now. It has no rights. The past doesn't matter. 
What it's done in the past doesn't matter. Right now, you as a minister must rise up and attack, attack, attack. Now, I want to hear it. I can't really. I can't really be. I don't want. I can't. Find any spirit of unbelief sleeping in my house right now. I find any spirit of fear in Jesus. No. No. So go outside and do it. You. You. You don't have to scream at it. You don't have to do anything. I'm talking about faith here. It can stay there as long as you think it has a right to be there, and as long as you think it's strong enough to resist the name of Jesus. It can stay there. Now, the choice is yours tonight. Okay. We're not going to wrestle with it. I don't wrestle with demons for hours, like some ministries do, because when the person gets in agreement with the name of Jesus and with his ministers and their faith rises up, the demon has to go. It's as simple as that, Mike. It has no reason that it can stay there except you're giving it power as you speak those words. Okay. It, okay? You understand where I'm coming from? I do. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad yeah. at that demon in you, and you've got to get mad at that demon, and you've got to say, no way are you going to attack my throat. <clears throat> no way are you going to stay. I'm rising up right now. I'm rising up right now, and I'm overcoming this thing. And you fight it just exactly in the same spirit that you fought. Because if you let it stay there, another one will come, and a stronger one, and another spirit called illness will come. And and the next thing you know, you'll be right back to the zero line where you were when we started. You've got to attack it. You've got to defeat it right now. Now, I want to hear you attacking it. The spirit in my throat, I, I command you right now to come out of my throat in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no authority over me. You have no authority over anybody in my family. I've fought demons stronger than you, and you must leave my throat right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke you right now. Loose him and let him go, you foul spirit. Just tell him, say, I'm not Jesus, taking any more from you. <clears throat> my come out again in the name of Jesus. Loosened up, believe it. Loose his throat and come out. <laughs> okay, Jesus. do it again. Keep fighting it, just like that. Keep I going. We want right to hear it from you. Jesus Christ, loose your hold on my throat, Satan. Loose your hold on my throat right now. I bind you. I cast you down to the pits. Loose your hold on my throat. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I have that authority given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ for his death on the cross gives me the authority to kick you out of my throat right now. Come out of my throat right now. We're in agreement. Loose him and let him go in Jesus' name. Keep going. Keep going until you get the victory. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Speak to it and then call. Speak to it and then breathe. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of my throat. You have no authority over me. You have no authority. Jesus Christ is the only person that has any authority over me. Loose him and let him go. Every in bit. Jesus' name, be weak Every in hand, foul spirit. Come out. Every bit. Come out. Come out. Here it comes. Here Come it out. comes. I see it Come coming. Come out. Amen. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Amen. Defeated. Defeated. The blood. Loose him in Jesus' name. Loose him and let him go, you foul Come out of me right now, you foul spirit. In Jesus' name. The Lord rebuke you. Come out. You've been beaten just like Citri. Come out right now. Come out. 
Come out. Call out defeated spirits. Go ahead. <clears throat> keep going. Keep going. They're not going to defeat you. You're going to stand up to them tonight. I'm on the winning team. You have no authority. Come out of my throat right now. Loose them. Loose. Let them go in Jesus' name. Loose them and let them go in Jesus' name. Just just take a deep uh, drink of the blood of Jesus now and let it soak around in the blood. Say, I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. Drinking the blood of Jesus. I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. Drinking the blood of Jesus. We lose obedience to that foul spirit in Jesus' name. Father I God. Think I just it out. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? You burped? Yeah. Came out. <laughs> okay. We bind it and send it to hell. Go to right now. Carter's in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. Okay, now let me talk to you a minute, because what I'm doing is um, I'm transferring the ministry that God gave me to you and the listeners. Mm-hmm. And what happened there was that there was a spirit of stubbornness and unbelief and antichrist that ro- that came and rose up and convinced him that it had rights to stay. And at first it had, it tried to convince him that there was sin in his life. Well, you know, he's examined his life. He knows there's no sin in his life, but he believed it. He said, maybe it's something I'm doing. The blood of Jesus covers all of your sins, everything that you've done. And so that's not grounds for it to stay. And then it uh, convinced him <laughs> Which I'm Loose him in the name of Jesus. Hand him in Come out right now. Uh, Jesus it convinced name. him that it had a right to be there and that it was not going to leave. It was a stubborn spirit. And then a spirit of unbelief. And then it started taking his mind back to how it was staying there. You see, the devil makes uh, messes around with your mind during deliverance when you're a minister. You have to rise above the flesh, uh, rise above what's going on in the mind, and believe that the name of Jesus, that there is no devil bigger than that name. And when you speak the word of Jesus and that name, you speak it in faith, and there's one thing you can do is you can get mad and you can get angry at the devil. And when you get mad and you get angry, the devil leaves. That's why sometimes you hear Bruce, and Bruce sounds angry. He's not angry at the person. He's angry that that devil has the audacity to try to stand against the name of Jesus. Bruce? Amen to that. Uh, I'm tired of Satan and his host to hell. They're out trying to steal from us. They've stolen from me. They try to kill this, people. This thing, this thing that's on Destroy. me, it, it keeps like coming and going, coming and going. And, uh, but it has exactly no right to come and go. It has you no right. Loose and let him go see, in Jesus' see, name. See, uh, Mike, that's what the blood of Jesus is about, and that's what the wall of fire is about. Mm-hmm. It's about protection. So now, you say it just left? Did this thing leave? No, it's back again. It left for a few minutes. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. That doesn't work that way. Uh-uh. No. 
it can't come. I don't know out if I just have hand. like mucus in my throat. It's not like it was before. No, 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 no. no. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. When you find the demon, what do you do? You cage it, right? Yeah. Okay, now, if you look with your uh, mind, if you got a cage, a cage is a place where you put somebody, shut the door, and it can't get out, right? Mm-hmm. So you got that demon caged. You command it to go. It came out with a burp. You said it left. And then all of a sudden, you said it came what happened? I, uh, we sent that devil. We, it's we me. Sent it's that my devil. mind. It's me giving it power. No, it isn't. It's lack of knowledge. Hmm. It's that you expect <clears throat> that demons have power to attack you. They don't have that power unless you allow it. Well, that's mean, what... I'm confused what, on the whole thing because... Um, Okay, uh, you know, I told Rich, you know, Rich wait, Keltner. Wait, just a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You just named it. You spirit of confusion. We, we bind, bind you, you in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And you foul spirit, come out of him in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And either Jesus is Lord Loose him in Jesus. or not. Unbelief, and confusion. either come out. Jesus can come cast out. a demon out. Or he can't. Come out in Jesus or Christ. Either name. Jesus can back Loose him and go to the pit of hell. He's here in Jesus. Or name. he can't. Come out. As for me and my house, come out. We're going to serve the Lord. We bind and you. we're going to believe what you meant for Micah, thousandfold in your you found spirit in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Loose him and let him go. You rise up and cast it out. Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. In Jesus' name. Mike. Do what you just did. Cast it out. Come out. Get angry with it. Cast it out. <laughs> Drink the blood of Jesus. Be weakened. Drink the blood of Jesus. Thou's cold in Jesus' name. Say, I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. Drinking the blood of Jesus. I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. Drinking the blood of Jesus. I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. 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 Jesus, I ask you to give me faith right now. Jesus, I ask you to give me faith right now. You said in your word. You said in your word. When we are weak. When we are weak. You are made perfect. You are made perfect. In our weakness. weakness. You said that you You came came to set the captives free. To set the captives free. Tonight, the devil's trying to capture me. Tonight, the devil's trying to capture me. He's trying to make me believe a false doctrine. He's trying to make me believe a false doctrine. That he can come and go in me anytime he wants. That he can come and go in me anytime he wants. And I know now that that is a lie. And I know now that that is a lie. That I will not receive that lie. I will not receive that lie. I'm angry. I'm angry. At this devil. At this devil. Because he has the audacity. Because he has the audacity. To think he can trample on your blood. To think that he can trample on your blood. And I'm not having it. And I'm not having it. And right now. And right now. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. And 
I in agreement with your power. And I am in agreement with your power. In your name. In your name. And I take authority over this demon. And I take authority over this demon. And I'm in agreement with my friends. And I'm in agreement with my friends. And I command this thing to get out of me. And I command this thing to get out of me. And never return. And never return. I forbid it. I forbid it. I forbid reinforcing devils to come. I I forbid reinforcing devils. And in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You get out right now instantly. We loose the fear of Jehovah God on these foul spirits in Jesus' name. Loose blindness and confusion on them in Jesus' name. Loose them and let them go, you foul spirits. In Jesus Christ's name, you've been defeated at Calvary. Come out. I Come command out. the Holy Ghost to drive every foul spirit out of me right now and fill me up and drive every spirit. Close every door that this thing came in. I command the fire of the Holy Ghost to weld those doors shut right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Fill. Fill, God. Fill. Fill them up. Burn. Glory. Burn. Burn them burn out in Jesus' name. Fill them up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Choke them out in Jesus' name. The blood Come out of the throat. The blood All the way out in Jesus' name. All the way out in Jesus' name. We come from our position to Jesus in the highest of the heavenlies. Total freedom. High above all the principalities and powers. You're not even a principality. Come out. Come out. Come out. I rebuke you right now. Loose him, you stubborn spirit, in Jesus' name. Show the people how strong Jesus is. Make them go instantly, immediately. Drink the blood of Jesus. Drink the blood blood of of Jesus Jesus Christ. I pour it all over my soul. I pour it down my own throat. These things have no power. No right. I'm a man of God. Weaken and go. We command that the longer you stay in there, the deeper in hell we're going to send you. So you better leave instantly. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ, you foul devil. Loose him and let yeah. him go. In What's Jesus going name. on now? I'm feeling I'm feeling bold. I'm feeling looser. I felt some things come out. Uh I feel this 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 resistance still, this this tenseness that like I'm I'm like shaking a little bit. Uh, Any resisting spirit, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Loosen, let him go right now. You say that in my stomach. Come out. Loosen human spirit right now. Get the snake spirit. We bind the kundalini spirit, the tails, all. We cut them. The leviathan spirit. Of the scorpion, we cut it off. The scorpion's claws. We bind the tails. We bind the vipers in the stomach, all your tails. We bind python spirits, we cut your tails. We come man, all of these spirits. Come up, slide out. Slide out. Come out. Slide out. Come out. Every one of you, come out. All doubt and shame, come out in Jesus' name. Come out of him right now. These spirits saying, I'm not worthy. Come out in Jesus' name. Now, Salvation is a gift of Jesus Christ. Come out right now. Come out. Tormenting spirit.
Yes. Loose them and let them go. Feel dizzy. Mike? Loose us. Take a deep breath and fill those empty places. We command all of those snake spirits to go to the throne of Jesus. And Father, you said that we shall judge angels. And we ask God that our judgment, because they've touched the child of God, our judgment, God, is that we ask that you judge these devils and cast them down into the deepest parts of hell. Father, and God, let it point be your a sign to demons that think that they can come and touch your Jesus people name. once they've gotten free, that what we will do to them in Jesus' name. Foul spirit, look at Jesus Christ standing next to you. Here it come comes. On, Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. The judgment of God's on them. Here it comes. The whole bunch. Get out of me right now. The Holy Spirit. Out. The Holy Spirit. Out. Out. Angels, I command you to smite these demons right now. Everyone. Out. Out of the name of Jesus. Father God, loosen the plagues of Egypt on these foul spirits. Come out. Let the horns of heaven stink these foul spirits. Jesus' name. The blood of the Lamb. Get out of me right now. Command blindness, confusion. I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. Civil war. I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. I'm drinking the blood of the Lamb. Turn on the strong man. All right, now, what I want you to do is say, Jesus. Jesus. I've done your word. I just burped again. Out. In Jesus. Say, I've done your word. Go to Tartarus, you foul spirit. Jesus, I've done your word. And I know that you're the deliverer. And I know that you're deli- the deliverer. <clears throat> and the baptizer. And the baptizer. Of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. And you are standing in front of me. <clears throat> and you are standing in front of me. And I ask you right now. And I ask you right now. That you make these demons accountable to your name. That you make these demons accountable to your name. And you cast them out of me. And you cast them out of me. And baptize me. And baptize me. With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. And you judge. In judgment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You cooperate with Jesus. And I bind all the foul spirits and strong men and the listeners out there. Any witches and warlocks would cage your foul spirits and close your third eye. And we cut off any connectors trying to reinforce these spirits in Mike in Jesus' name. I just want to loose angels to just fend off all these retaliations right now. <clears throat> this is the direct result of a retaliation <clears throat> from all the stuff I cast off of Eric. And I'm going to continue fighting for souls in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> all the foul spirits that came against Mike from retaliation and backlash, we bind you and command you to go back to the demon that sent you. Seventy-fold in Jesus' name. Loose yeah. him right now. And okay, let him go. Okay, Mike, let me tell you something. When you're standing and you're casting out devils, demons do not have a right to come from Mike into you. And if they do, they're trespassers, Okay. But what keeps demons from coming into a deliverance ministry mm-hmm. is their faith that Jesus is able to protect them. And when I go into battle, I don't worry about retaliating spirits or demons coming in me. Mm-hmm. 
demons can't get into you that easy unless you believe that. And if you believe, well, part of that was that, somebody told me that I was that I had uh, fifth column or fifth order demons attacking my throat. Well, you see, it might be that somebody told you that, and if you receive that as the truth then it becomes the truth. It gives an open door for those devils to come. Mm -hmm. Now, what you've got to settle here tonight is, is Jesus who he says he is? Can he protect me? Can he deliver me? As I minister to him, can he protect me? Can he deliver me? Can he keep me free? You see, this stuff of uh, demons being able to get in Christians so easily is a lie. I just told you earlier that Bishop Kenko, who came from the highest level of witchcraft in the world, told me, and it's in the book, The the, uh, Witch Doctor and the Man, which is a book that you should read, by the way. He said that they cannot come within 500 feet of a Christian. He said in the book, in his testimony, he said there are angels that stand in front of the Christian twirling flaming swords. And those flaming swords are going right in front of the Christian. And the witch doctor, the wizard, the highest wizard level in the world has to stand at a distance and cannot come within 500 feet of a real Christian. Now, you get what you say and you get what you believe. If you believe that, if you believe that a fifth column can come into you, a fifth column I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I know exactly what that is. A fifth column is uh, people that pretend that they are are um, uh, are members of uh, of the army of God, or and they uh, come in and they speak Christian words and they act like Christians, but they're not Christians. And so, what that person is saying is, <coughs> a fifth column has come into you, and now the way curses work. And the way the supernatural realm works, it works through words. And when you receive the words of a person, then what happens, those words become spiritual reality to you. And the door opens for that to become a part of your life. And so what you have to do is you have to say, either Jesus is who he says he is, or he's not. And if a fifth column, a whole army of demons, can come into me, <clears throat> then Jesus is not God. That's what the decision today has to be with you. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you believe? I believe Jesus is who he says he is. I know it. I've seen it with, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've bear witness to it. All right. Now, what do you do with that information that you just said? And with the information that came from the lips of a man or a woman, what you do is you rise up <clears throat> and you say, Lord, I'm going to believe you and what your word says. Mm-hmm. 
and I will not receive the words of a person. I break the curses of those words over me. I break the demons' powers that were released over me, and I command them to go. And I command them to go. Now let's see you do that. <clears throat> I do it again. You are not going to receive the words that were spoken over you. You're going to break the curse of those words, and you're going to command them to go. <clears throat> I break the curse of those words spoken over to me. I repent for receiving those words and believing that Jesus Christ was not protecting me the whole time. <clears throat> and uh, and I break that curse right now in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of his blood. <clears throat> All right. Now in the name of Jesus. My throat is, is come out. up. Cough the fifth column out. Fifth column, come out in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Loose them and let them go. You all the demons that came into you from the person you were ministering to. Come out. They're caged, everyone. Call them out. Loose them in Jesus' name and get out of there. Lead this man of God right now. Come out. Touch not my anointing. Loose them and let him go. Jesus. Fill yourself with the blood of Jesus and the power of his name, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Release those over you now in Jesus' name. I release the the power of the blood and the Holy Spirit over myself right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Close all of the doors that were open. Close all of the doors that were open. In Jesus' name. Backlash in Jesus' name. I forbid. Say, I forbid. I forbid. These devils to ever return. These devils to ever return. To go to the feet of Jesus. To go to the feet of Jesus. I ask Jesus to judge them. I ask Jesus to judge them. Before their time. Before their time. And I put the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost around me. And I put the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost around me. And I put the blood of Jesus over me. Jesus over me. I ask you, Father, to put a hedge of protection around me. To put a hedge of protection around me. That no serpent can come through. That no serpent can come through. And I ask you, Father. And I ask you, Father. That you send as many warring angels as I need. That you send as many warring angels as I need. To protect me. There you go. Go to Tartarus in Jesus' name. To protect me. Not spirits. To protect me. To protect me. And uh, I forbid. And I forbid. These spirits. These spirits. To return. To return. Because they're in hell now. Because they're in hell now. And I forbid any reinforcing spirits to return. And I forbid any reinforcing spirits to return. And whoever told me that uh, story about the fifth column? And whoever told me the fifth story about the fifth uh, about the fifth whoever told me the story about the fifth column? I will be very careful about their words in the future. Mm-hmm. I'll be very careful about the words in the future. I mean, and should I, I will tell not, you who it is? I and mean, wait, I wait, 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 will you not finish? Say, I'll be careful about their words in the future. I'll be careful about their words in the future. 
And I will not receive. And I will not receive. That I'm so weak. That I'm so weak. That demons can come in and out of me at will. That demons can come in and out of me at will. That my Lord Jesus Christ is helpless. That my Lord Jesus Christ is helpless. My Lord is able to protect me. My Lord is able to protect me. And that's what I believe. And that's what I believe. That's what I receive. That's what I receive. And that's what I'll walk in from this day forward. And that's what I'll walk in from this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you. And fill yourself with the Word of God. Let it play over you. I think that's a big problem that I've been having. And and the other thing... The other... The other thing is we're not talking about what you've been doing. We're talking about what's going on with you right now in this ministry. Mm-hmm. We're talking, you forget the past. We, we, we are telling you to forget what you were doing or have been doing. We're, we're standing up like a man of God, and we're going to believe the word. We're going to believe Jesus, and we're going to be a powerful man of God that's going to receive who Jesus is and not a bunch of lying devils that are lying, uh, making you think that they have power to come in and out of you at will. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And what I'm trying to get you to do tonight is not to believe that ever again. Because if you continue to walk that way, you will be tormented from now until the day you die. Because Can I tell you how this came about? Because it's really, I was, I, you know, this was my attitude when I went into the deliverance with uh, my cousin. I felt bulletproof. Um, you know, I wasn't worried about being the only physical person there. I had complete faith that I was protected. And afterwards, my throat was tight and... Um, <clears throat> You don't have you know, to mention a name, Mike, on, on the air with that person, but uh, basically that was a fear that went in you of backlash, wasn't it? Yes. Fear of attack from backlash. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and, also listening to somebody that believes that way, too. Yeah. I don't know who's teaching you those things, but it's also Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's somebody that. you guys know. I don't want to say their name over the radio. You don't have to tell us anything. You know. I'm just trying to correct right now for you. To begin to take the sword of the Spirit and believe that, it, you know, if a soldier is being trained mm-hmm. and you give that soldier a gun and you send that soldier into the front lines, he's going to get wounded if you don't teach him how to use that gun. And if you don't teach mm-hmm. him how to shoot that gun properly, he's going to get killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, deliverance is a very dangerous ministry if you don't have total dependency on the Lord and know, begin to know his word. And you can be the weakest Christian in the world, but know who Jesus is and be defended by him. Mm-hmm. And so the excuse is for you mm-hmm. to stop making dis- excuses of what has happened to you. And for you to understand that you are a baby Christian, you got wounded, but it isn't going to happen again. And you begin to believe Jesus. If you get in trouble, call those that you trust to pray with you and stop listening to those that are teaching that Christians are so weak that a demon can come at will 
-hmm. and attack them. It's a lie. I'm telling you it's a lie. And any minister that believes that may end up in the death camps himself or herself because that is not the way the deliverance ministry operates. Mm -hmm. I would be dead if I believed that. I go over into uh, Africa. I meet up with some of the most powerful witches in the world. They come in to Canco's meeting, 35, 40 of them at a time. And when the anointing comes upon Bishop Canco or myself or another minister, those devils start manifesting. They drag them up to the front, and we cast them out. You can see it on Miracle Internet Church. Uh, Look under Bishop Canco, uh, Deliverance Ministry. Start listening to those teachings up there on that. If you want to be a deliverance minister, Learn it from somebody that's been down the highway many times that has survived 35 years of this. The devil can kill you if you let him, but you don't have uh, to die. Is Bob Larson good to read? No. Because that's where I read that I was vulnerable because he said it in a story that he got kicked in the chest and he thought he was bulletproof and, you know, he was proved wrong. And you received that right away. And I received it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't read his books. Mike, if you, uh, if you or I have repented of a sin, which you have, and uh, you command that foul spirit out, they can't come back in there unless we willfully go out and do that mm-hmm. sin again. Um, so if you're so, running around the country uh, doing a deliverance ministry for show and finances, the devil's going to come on your corner because mm-hmm. you've opened the door for that. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that are casting out devils for money, just like there's a lot of people that are casting out, uh, that are preaching for money. You need to ask God who you listen to, and you need to not listen to every wind and doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so right who, now, should I I, um, who should I be spirit. reading, you know, and, and learning? You know, uh, do you have I, any I'm books? telling you, pray about Miracle Internet Church. Yes. There are there are teaching tapes up there on deliverance. There's articles in every every sermon that I do. I'll point you to Jesus, and yeah. I'll show you the power of God, and I'll show you how to defend yourself. I don't teach you that you're a wishy-washy Christian, that any devil can come in and trample over you like a piece of dirt, because it's a lie. And any preacher that's mm. preaching that, don't listen to them. Turn them off. Don't throw yeah, so, their books um, what away. Books, what book did you say I should get on on, on the defense? You said I the man and the witch you. doctor. I just told you. I told you. Witch doctor and the man mm-hmm. is a good book for you to read. Go up on Miracle Internet Church. Listen to the sermons. Get built up on your faith. Mm-hmm. Don't go to war untrained. Because when you start going to war untrained, the devil knows who you are, what you believe, how strong you are. And you go to war, like if you come on this radio show and you and Omega Man and myself begin to do deliverance together, then you can fight in a group. Don't go out there by yourself as a baby Christian and try to conquer the lands of Satan, because it is going to happen that way. You see, Omega Man is on the radio with me, 
and he is on the radio with other deliverance ministries that have been around the block a couple of times, and he's learning from us. Each minister that he comes up, he learns something new every time, and each time he learns something, he grabs it and he uses it, but he's not out there fighting devils all by himself, and that's what you're trying to do. Don't go out and try to fight devils by yourself. If you if you have somebody that needs deliverance, if you don't have a more uh, powerful ministry than you as a baby Christian, then what you need to do is to have them call the radio program like you did and like your mother or the rest of them did. Because God is calling you for the deliverance ministry, but you got to get trained. And you have to become overcoming in your own life before you step out there and try to become the most powerful, forceful person in the world. You've got all the power in the world that you need, but you have to learn how to use it. When you go into the Army, they send you over to boot camp, and they you have to build up. They send you up and down those ropes. They send you crawling on your belly in ditches, and they send you... Uh, You have to learn how to take those guns apart, clean them, put them back together. You have to learn to take those bullets and go out on a range and shoot at targets until you can hit the targets. And then after your training, they send you to the front lines. Jesus is not dumb, my friends. Jesus will do the same thing with you if you'll let him. Get trained. Listen to these radio programs. This is a training field. Amen. That you're listening to here, read and listen to the uh, read the uh, deliverance books up on Miracle Internet uh, eBooks. There are 88 books up there for people that want to learn the deliverance ministry. Okay. Listen to the sermons, watch the television shows. I mean, let me tell you something. I'm not lifting myself up because I know I'm just a piece of clay. But I'm telling you, for 35 years, I've walked with Jesus, and I've walked pretty much alone. Uh, Pastors wanted nothing to do with me, and I had to learn at the feet of Jesus just to survive. And he has taught me the ropes, and I teach the ropes to his people, because if I didn't know them, I'd be dead. You can't go over to Africa and have them come up to your window and slaughter a goat right under your eyes and the Lord speak and say that sacrifice was for you. Well, what you have to do is you have to rise up and protect your life because they just slaughtered a goat to take your life away. You can't go down in the Caribbean and uh, have the bongo drums come out and sit right in front of your window at nighttime and hear them play the blongos and they talk with those drums and then they you hear them there and then going at a distance and a distance and further away until the message has gone all over the island. A child of God is on this island. You better do your sacrifices. You have to rise up and defend yourself from that stuff. And if you don't, they'll bring you back to America in a casket. And I can tell you that a woman came back from Africa in a casket that went with another ministry. 
And that woman that came back in a casket was considered one of the top flight ministers in this town. She was considered the praise leader of Jacksonville, Florida, and they brought that woman back in a casket. I'm poorly thought of in my town, and I, uh, the Bible says, beware when they speak well of you. So I, I wear that badge proudly. Amen. And and we, I, uh, we close the third eye right now and bring forth the eye, and I bind and cage all the foul spirits in a sorry motep. And mm-hmm. all these other Egyptian foul spirits that are tuning in, any foul spirit in the listeners right now, we bind and cage you in the name of Jesus Christ. All Amen. Egyptian foul spirits, we bind you Amen. in Jesus Amen. Christ's name. And so you need to get trained as the message. You need to come on the radio when we're in intercession. Get on the chat room. Involve yourself in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get up there. Uh, pray with us on the internet. Uh, do uh, testify, do the things like that, but get yourself trained before you start trying to cast out devils, because you can you can lose your life. And I'm That's not putting uh, fear on you. Amen. I'm no, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I know. I I even you know, I even told Zoe, you know, I think I bit off a little more than I could chew this time, and uh, I definitely need to to build up my faith and my. Uh, you know, my knowledge and stuff before we do something like that again. Amen. And and you're a man of God, and no devil has any right to touch you in any way. Mm-hmm. Now, Amen. Omega Man, I've known you how long now, maybe, I mean, ministering with you? We've known each other uh, for about a year, but uh, we met each other back in uh, in March. And how long have we been ministering together? Um. Since uh, probably uh, June, when I had you on the uh, first program, uh, but I, before that, I had had a chance to uh, come and visit you in the church, and you actually pulled me in on some deliverance. <laughs> okay, right now here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to get yes. at. You're t- you get under attack, and I get under attack. Absolutely, because we're right up there in the front lines, and they shoot at the people in the front lines all mm-hmm. the time. Yes, but. Your attacks are, they come in terms of resistance, of, yes. re, of uh, like oppression will come. And when that oppression comes on your head, like in terms of a headache, oh, uh, yes. that type of the thing, you know to call or to get in touch with me and say, Pastor, let's pray. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you but are demons coming in and out of your gates at will now by this time? No, ma'am. You see? No. Why? Because you don't expect them to be able to do that anymore, do you? Correct. I know that uh, unless I'm in willful sin, then they have no legal right to come into me. And so I know that I can come under um, you know, witchcraft attack, but I know how to do self-defense. So if the attack comes, it's not going to hang around very long. I bind them. Uh, I break it off of me, and I command it to go back to where it came from in Jesus' name. And um, you have ministered to me privately over the phone when I needed uh, to go through some breaking some generational curses and deliverance, and I had not slowed down to do it. And I needed uh, more deliverance, and so I was able to call you up, and you are able to minister to me over the phone, and I got set free, and I broke the generational curses. Amen. And, uh, and then Amen. what I do and what everybody needs to be doing is uh, you come to these programs, uh, you learn about spiritual warfare, 
every opportunity you've got, you tune into the program. You go to Miracle Internet Church. Dr. Pat has over 80 e-books there. That and patholiday.com. You put this material into you, uh, and you get into the Word of God every day, mm-hmm. and you start learning, and you start applying it. Um, I, every time I pick up something new, I apply it, and I've got a long way to go. We, no one ever comes to 100% of the, the total knowledge. We're all learning. But uh, I will tell you that uh, there's no better opportunity than to do it through these programs and going to Dr. Pat's website because the mainstream church isn't preaching this out there. And that's why people are perishing, because of a lack of knowledge. You gain the knowledge, and then you start applying it. And uh, then the devil will say, hey, I'm not going to bother with you. It says, resist the devil, and he shall flee. He will go look for an easier target because he'll get his butt beat. Yeah, or he'll get judged. Absolutely. That's the whole key to spiritual warfare is getting them judged and before the throne of Christ and throwing them in the pit of hell Amen. before their time. Amen. We catch these foul yeah. spirits, and we don't give them a chance to go jump on somebody else. We uh-huh. command them to go to the foot of Jesus, be judged before their time, and they're out of commission. That's and so right. we get enough people out there working, we'll start <laughs> thinning out the, uh, the herd of the host of hell. Praise God. And we're going to take territories for Christ. Amen. Amen. And uh, praise God tonight. Uh, we've got about uh, 15 minutes guys, remaining. Real quick, do you guys um, know in uh, in New York of any any good deliverance ministry churches that I I, I could attend? Uh, there's John Gogan has a church in uh, Aurora, New York, up um, on the uh, border. Long Island. Agape Bible Fellowship. Uh, that's probably the uh, the closest one that I know of. You can uh, you can contact Johnny Ova. He may be aware of another. But, uh, I'm actually with Johnny Ova. <laughs> I, uh, I go to church with Johnny. J- Johnny's a good man. He's uh, he's learning about deliverance also, uh, getting into it. Uh, there's just not a lot out there, unfortunately, Michael. Now, there's uh, Hegawish up in Highland, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Dr. Pat Holiday in Jacksonville, Florida. She's the only one and that I know in the internet Florida. church. The Absolutely. internet miracle internet church. Uh, we formed that church because all over the country, uh, they don't, they have people sitting in their homes not able to go to church because there aren't any churches in their town preaching Amen. the truth. And yes. so what we are doing with the Internet Church, we are putting up teaching sermons, uh, the same things that we teach at Miracle. Mm-hmm. We're putting up sermons that I did in the seminary many years ago. We're putting up teaching things that I do right now in the uh, in the church, and uh, we are a teaching ministry. Yes. And so you can go up there and learn, and the Lord will open up your understanding to hear and receive those sermons, uh, to uh, go into the Word of God for yourself and check them out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can use the Internet church as your church, as the Lord is leading yes. you. Okay. That's what that, it's uh, miracleinternetchurch.com, and we invite uh, everybody that is a, mentor, a, a member of uh, Omega Man uh, Radio to Amen. go to Miracle Internet Church and take advantage of uh, 35 years of, uh, of uh, worldwide deliverance ministry and 35 years of writing, and uh, people say, well, when do you do all of that? 
I do it because my husband gave me freedom. And after he died, I have responsibilities that I have to do that he used to do. So I sleep a couple hours, write three or four hours, go back to sleep, get on the radio. I was preaching this morning in church for three hours, went out to eat with the people, came home and rested for a couple hours, got back on the radio, have been on the radio ever since when I get off. I will go to sleep for a couple hours, and sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and continue to work on I've I've written three or four articles in the last couple of weeks. That that kind of stuff doesn't come because of talent. It comes because I'm submitted to God, and He gives me the energy and the knowledge to do it. I can relate to you a little bit uh, (laughs) because I've been kind of like that with my testimony. I wrote uh, like 25 pages in like a couple days. (laughs) So, folks, I write uh, 30 pages in a night. Okay. (laughs) Well, I gotta work my way up to that. (laughs) Yeah, in a few hours. But uh, I mean, I've got e-books that I've never put up on the uh, internet. Uh, I've got uh, sermons. Thousands of them that uh, we've never translated to get up on the internet. It's a treasure house of uh, of information for people that are not being taught the full gospel in today's hour. And so that's what I would tell you to do anyway. Amen. I'm definitely going to get on there. And, you know, maybe I'll pay you a visit one day because my dad lives my dad lives uh, right near Jacksonville, like forty minutes away. <laughs> Well, don't come expecting a great big glorious church, because we have the poorest little ragatan church in town, and I, I I compare it to Jesus in the manger. The people that are really seeking Him and looking for Him, uh, they find us, and they have to be sent by God. We have people coming from other countries. It's not like Todd Bentley, where ten thousand people are showing up every night. It's one by one. You're a little, there a little. <laughs> Amen, Omega Man. <laughs> Amen. That, that that is the truth, folks. Uh, you know, Doctor Pat was on three hours last night with me, ministering. She was up in the wee hours of the morning, uh, preached for three hours at the church. She's been on six hours tonight. Uh, she's a tireless woman of God, Amen. Uh, powerful deliverance and pastor and minister. And, <laughs> and uh, I think, and folks, uh, uh, God gave her. <laughs> has given her the energy of a 19-year-old and a support miracle internet church because, um, again, and she's out there forget, on the front line. Don't forget, Omega Man, the looks of a 45-year-old woman. That's what Omega Man said. God gave you a permanent facelift, I'll tell you. You don't need a Botox. you got heavenly Botox. No wrinkles. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. He really did. I thank you. If you want to hear that testimony, you go up on... Um, Sid Roth, and type my name in. He's also got a testimony up there uh, about Bishop Kenko. Jeff Daniels, I think, Zeph Daniels has a testimony of me and uh, Bishop Kenko, too, I believe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And speaking of um, Bishop Kenko, you've been in contact with him? Is he going to be on the program soon? I've talked to him, him and his wife in the last couple of days. Yes. And y'all have to pray because the electricity over there 
it will go out for hours at a time. And uh, so I've told him to get a Skype, and his daughter is going to college to become a doctor. And so she's able to set all that stuff up for him. So just pray that God will put it together for him, and then he can come on and we can do live testimonies with Bishop Kenko. And I'll tell you oh, something, awesome. you've never seen a deliverance ministry like that. Yeah, uh, I, is, that, is that with a G or a K? Kenko. Kenko? K-A-N-C-O. You'll see it on our webpage. Yeah, Bishop uh, Kenko is the, was the witch doctor of the man uh, in Dr. Pat's book. I went down and ministered with him <clears throat> down in uh, uh, West Palm Beach a uh, couple of times that he was here. And uh, Bishop Kenko... <clears throat> He can stand in front of a group, and when he sees a person, he has like x-ray eyes that look right into the body of the person and can see the demons inside of the person. Wow. wow. And uh, if, a, if a woman comes in, for instance, and she has a, a water spirit and she's married to a, a water demon, demon he can look out there and he'll he can say he'll say that woman that's married that 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 is a goddess that's married to the goddess spirit or that woman that has married to that water spirit you come up here right now and uh it's the most phenomenal discernment of spirits that I've ever seen it's far deeper than mine and and mine's pretty deep but his runs deeper uh he is um phenomenal minister they have uh a ch- they have his wife has formed about 600 churches over there uh she was a former muslim and uh she loves to go and plant churches and they train ministers and put them in those churches they probably got about 30,000 africans uh, that they uh, are overseers to his uh, church that he ministers out of over there. Uh, when I went over there, uh, we challenged the people to go forth and start um, witnessing. And the Lord gave me a prophecy that if they would do the message, that within six months the ministry would double. And he's in a double-decker church now. And uh, the uh, Lord just moves because they cast out devils. Now, in America, if you in my little church, I'm isolated because all the pastors, uh, they think I'm a witch. They don't know what I do. They've never bothered to investigate. They don't read my books. They just go around and slander my name like they did, like the religious people did with Jesus. And so... You know, when somebody slanders my name, the Bible tells us to jump for joy because great is your reward in heaven. So when somebody comes and they say, Pastor Pat, so-and-so said you was a witch and you were this and you were that, I just start jumping up and down and praising God because great is my reward in heaven. And that way that hurt doesn't come into you because you know that they're not slandering you. They're not rejecting you. 
they're rejecting the Jesus in you. And Jesus knows what rejection feels and like. And I think Believe definitely, you know, with, with what you're doing, the enemy definitely wants to slander your name, you know. <laughs> Doesn't touch me. I'm a I'm a spiritual duck. It just falls <laughs> off my back. It Amen. never touches Amen. my heart. It doesn't hurt me. I I feel sorry for them because I know that it is just spiritual stupidity on their part. Amen. Uh, Mike, uh, God bless you for coming on tonight, brother. Thank you guys for everything. First and, uh, great. <laughs> send us your testimony, Mike. We'll post it, brother. God bless you for calling in. All right. God bless. Thanks. Dr. Pat, uh, we've got about three minutes remaining. Uh, give out your contact information, please, again, and how people can okay. get a hold of your books. Okay. Uh, my contact information is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's a website. And um, the other one is patholiday.com, and that's where you find the, well, you know, we have the sermons up there are free, DVDs are free. Uh, we have articles that are free. The only thing that we sell on the website are the e-books, and we sell the e-books to help support us locally with the equipment that we need. A piece of equipment goes out. Uh, the Lord will sell a few books for us, and we take that money and go buy a new mic, things like that. It really is that desperate for us because we have no big givers. We have uh, we don't have people that just flock to us and want to give money. I have uh, actually, in Miracle Outreach Ministry, for about three years, one big giver. And I know that that person doesn't realize that that is the support of my ministry. And I give glory to God for moving on that person to give into the ministry. It has sustained us for three years that we would have had to close the church doors because the people are so poor that they can't afford to give us anything. And uh, at one time, we had more members in local church, and we were able to ship Bibles all over the world to Africa and South America, and we gave clothes and shipped them all over the world, and we were able to feed the poor from the church, but we really just don't have enough members to do those things, and so we had to shut down a lot of that part of our ministry. When people come knocking on the doors, we find some food for them. If we don't have any in the church, we'll take money out of our own pockets. We're, uh, we uh, minister to the poor. Uh, I asked the Lord one time, I said, Lord, give me a ministry like yours. I didn't know that that was the part that comes with it. <laughs> Foxes have holes yes, and the so. birds there have nests, but the Son of God has no place to lay his head. Amen. God have mercy. Uh, God bless I, you, Dr. I, Pat. Thank you very much. Folks, support me. And go to com. God bless you. We'll see you on the next program, folks. Thank you, Amen. Dr. Pat. Amen. That was Dr. Pat, and uh, God bless everyone. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m. We're going to have uh, Benjamin Brook. On Monday night, looking forward to having him on. The day of the Lord is at hand. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.